Welcome to the WAN Show, everyone. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Lots of fantastic topics, actually. We have far, far too There's much to yeah. talk about. <laughs> I said fart. Oh, fart too much. Nice. <laughs> Rest Exquisite. in peace, Stadia. We hardly knew ye. That's right. We'll be discussing the, uh, seems inevitable, wasn't it? Uh, downfall of Google Stadia. We'll also be talking about Ryzen 7000, hot or not. Now that Intel has shown their cards, we are much better equipped to talk about who we think is going to be taking the lead in this generation of gaming performance. What else we got today? We're going to be talking about the extremely exciting things that I did yesterday. Uh, whatever that is. Uh, and we're going to be talking about some other stuff. Really, Luke? Uh, USB branding? Yeah, USB branding. USB branding. They're changing it again. USB to kill off super speed and USB 4 branding. What? What's happening? What is going on? If anything, those were your better ones. What are you doing? I'm rolling the intro. What? Oh. Stop it. All right, why don't we jump right into the headline topic today, which is that the USB Implementers Forum is changing the branding again. I just awesome. want to I just want to give a shout out to GD Felt over on the forum, longtime member, first time poster. I actually don't know if you're a longtime member. First post on the forum. In 2019, okay, so why don't we go through some of the some of what has led up to this moment. In 2019, not a long time member. The USB IF implemented the following name changes. They took USB 3.0, which was pretty self-explanatory. Pretty straightforward. You, you get it. It's the first one. It's USB 3. You had your USB 1 and 1.1. Okay, that was the slow one. Then you had your USB 2. Okay, that was the fast one. Then you had your USB 3. That was the faster one. Okay, easy. Good. Okay, yeah. they renamed USB 3.0, which was good, to USB 3.1 Gen 1, which is bad. Okay, they renamed USB 3.1, which was I don't even remember now. Was that the one that was like 10 gigabit? I don't remember what the differentiation. I don't is. remember anymore. But that got renamed to USB 3.1 Gen 2. Then later. It was actually renamed to 3.2 Gen 2. And then USB 3.2 got renamed to USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2. The group sought to make things easier for consumers by recommending to vendors that they label products not by their specification name, but by super speed USB followed by the max speed. Which, in my opinion... Not Pretty bad. okay. Not bad? Yeah. Okay. So for example, with that guidance, USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2 would become oh. super speed USB 20 gigabit per second. Okay. So now the USB IF is recommending that vendors just drop the super speed. So USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2 super speed USB 20 gigabit per second is now USB 20 gigabit per second. I like it. 
That's actually fine. That's, I, didn't, I didn't actually know the conclusion of this when we got into it. You know what's really great about it? That's the okay. best thing about it is that that's what I've been doing for years. Yeah. No one, of, sa- no one says super speed USB. Instead of trying to do any of this, like you'll, you guys will watch me, watch me. And I don't always do it because it wasn't a formal naming convention. It was just something that I did because it was the only thing that could possibly make sense of this for me is I'll be holding up a, a laptop or I'll be looking at the back eye of a motherboard and I'll be like, yeah, it's got, it's got four USB 10 gigabit ports because that's the only thing anyone cared about yeah. was how fast does it go? Yeah. I don't care how, by how many things of Super what speed whatever gen thing I, it is i did like the logo setups that they had for it that's a weird curveball that i'll throw out there okay i didn't mind that so they have good graphic designers and bad product naming people well no like here i'm, I'm trying to find one i found an article from how to geek that might have it if i can find it no it showed on google images i hate how google images works now uh can i use this I still get angry when I right-click a Google search result and go to paste it somewhere, and it's like 14 miles long, okay? Okay. My generation remembers when you used to right-click it, and it didn't have any of that tracking crap in it, and it was just the actual link. Yeah. I need an extension or something that fixes that. I need that. Hold on. Boom. There. The port and cable logo. I liked that. Is that going to change? This isn't even the one that I thought it was. Which one's the which one? Darn it! Which one do you like? I brought us to the wrong thing. Okay. Wide cam. Where it where it shows the SS. I got you. Where it shows the SS thing, and mm. then it shows the cable, and it has the speed under it. I thought yeah. that was good. Okay. It's I very straightforward. Talking about. I'm like, okay, that's a USB plug. This is the speed that it's at. I'm done. We're good. All right. So I hope they keep the logo simple. Now, where things are going to get a little bit complicated here is that USB has gotten a lot more, well, complicated. So we're dropping super speed, but what we don't know yet is how things like USB 4 play into all of this now that we're dropping the USB 4 branding because USB 4 is not really just a new generation of USB. It also has the ability to carry a PCI Express signal, which is super different. That's how you can connect things like uh, external graphics cards over a USB Type-C cable. So we're going to have to get a little bit further into this. Someone Uh, said that the logos have come out and they're similar and they're good. Okay. Another thing that we're not really addressing here is USB gets used for more than just connecting your, your digital camera yeah. to your computer these days. We charge our devices sometimes at extremely, extremely high power, like charging rates uh, with these USB cables. And so it's a lot more than just what data rates a cable can handle. It's also what gauge the wires inside it are that determines how much power that cable can actually carry. So let's go. let's go on here. USB 4 version 1.0, so that's what we would know as USB 4 right now. USB version 2, so I guess that would be USB 2. USB 3.2, Super Speed Plus, Enhanced Super Speed, and Super Speed with a plus sign instead of a word plus are defined in the USB specifications. However, these terms are not intended to be used in product names, messaging, packaging, or any other consumer-facing content. This is from Source 2. This is from Ars Technica. Um, This was updated in September. They still recommend that vendors label USB 2 as high-speed USB with no performance indicator. Uh, 
Okay. Most products using USB 2 spec are peripherals, like keyboards and printers, so they don't think consumers will mistake the tech for being faster than, say, USB 5 gigabit per second. Okay. The USB IF also feared people confusing USB 480 megabit per second as being faster than USB 5 gigabit per second due to the larger number. That's fair enough. So why don't we just call it USB 2 because that's what we've been calling it since like 2003 or whatever. Um, that would be fine, but okay, fine, sure. For USB-C cables, they now recommend packaging and logos that show both maximum data transfer rate and power delivery. That's excellent. That's actually really good. I'm done with that. But the USB IF's guidelines do not specify other capabilities like Intel Thunderbolt support, whether a cable is active or passive, or if it allows PCIe tunneling, which is, in my opinion, the most differentiating thing about USB 4. According to USB IF president and COO, consumer study groups showed that most consumers only care about the highest data performance level a product can achieve or the highest power level. But that is fucking stupid. No offense. Because PCI Express tunneling is something that the average consumer wouldn't understand to tell you that they care about. That's your entire job is creating branding and messaging that helps people understand the value of it. And just because you've been doing this speed-based marketing and branding for so long and people understand it well and tell you that they want to know about it doesn't mean that there aren't other important aspects of the specification that must be communicated. Yeah. Dumb. And the USB IF never talked to us again. Man, have they talked to you at all? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. like, ah, man, Yvonne would tell me to be a lot nicer. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to say it's dumb, and I didn't mean to say that you were an idiot and that you're bad at your job. Or I don't know. Did I say that? <laughs> you did now. Well, no. I, I don't mean, think you said any of that before. Look, the point is, <laughs> the point is that I disagree respectfully. And I'm sure that you're really good at the other things that you do as president and COO of USB IF. And yeah. I'd love to work together sometime. To make better branding or? I don't know. Maybe they could Maybe they could show us cool USB. Would you say that this is a stuff. move in the right direction? Oh, absolutely. There we go. We there. can at least give them a win. It's a step in the right yeah. direction. Well, I so I already talked about that before. No, I, I know, but before. you're you're doing conclusionary statements, you know. And there there is a lot of good here, I would say. I don't think it's completely there, but this is a lot better than it was, and this is going to be a lot more straightforward for consumers, which is good because that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had already talked about this. We've been working on cables in the background for a little while, and I had already said, yeah, we're just going to completely ignore whatever the USB IF says. We're just going to put the maximum data rate that it can handle and the maximum power it can handle. So they, essentially, they've just... They're doing that. Done which is that, good. Which is great. That's really good. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction. Good job. Yeah. I think that's about it. We're also going to put uh, whether it supports PCIe tunneling, though. Because yeah. that's... Of course. Really important. Yeah. Because we're trying to make USB cables less confusing. That's, that's the point, right? But you, you did good. You did... You did pretty good. Pretty good. All right. What do you want to yeah. talk about next? Should we talk Stadia? Uh, sure. Or do you want to talk about your shoes? Because uh, I think the people are waiting for an update on your shoes. I feel like that's more Luke of a... Luke can't find shoes. No, I did. Okay. Well, 
normally can't find shoes. Yeah. He's had the same shoes for so many years. I thought he was just cheap. It turns out he's cheap and he has a hard time finding those same shoes that he really likes. And Luke finally found shoes that make him happy. We're, we're talking about We're talking about the shoes. I want to hear okay. about your shoes. I we can open them because I haven't seen them yeah, yet. Yeah, let's Luke, he's doing a shoe unboxing, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey Dan, do you mind jumping on that camera? Uh, while you guys are getting set up for this, if you want to send a message into the show, the right way to do it is merch messages. I think we probably have some new stuff from the store. Yes, short circuit sweatpants are now available. Mystery lanyards are now available. If you don't care what color lanyard you get, you can save 50%, just $4.99 for an LTT lanyard. Oh we also have less than 10,000 of the black shaft screwdrivers left for back order. Once they're gone, they're gone. We have no plan to offer them in the future. Uh, so there's the update on LTT store. Actually, I guess I'll show you the short circuit. I guess I'll show you the short circuit sweatpants real quick here. So these are some suggestions for things you guys can check out. Oh, I'm excited for these. So it matches the short circuit hoodie. It's pretty subtle, honestly. It just has like zipper accents. Oh, okay. Yep, they yeah. go perfectly with the that short makes circuit sense, hoodie. Though. Yeah. Uh, they're available in a bunch of different sizes, bunch of different lengths. Uh, got nice, cool, like lining that matches. Good stuff like that. So, guys, you can you can check those out. LTT store. Uh, we just find this is a better way of handling things than doing it with super chats or Twitch things or whatever else. Because this way, if we don't get to your message, then you still get your order in the mail, which is pretty sick. All right, I'm switching to the Luke cam. Luke, this is it. The oh no, that wasn't it. The, oh oh. oh. Uh, but uh, I know how to do this. Uh -huh. Hey, okay. My shoes are in a bag. You and so, how do you know these are good? I don't exactly. Technically, Wait, what you? Yeah. But you, you just you told me before the show that these were good. They should be, theoretically. I, well, I haven't opened them. Well, I, so I don't know. I thought they're the same ones. They're... Right now, they are Schrodinger's shoes, not my shoes. So they could be dead. Sure, they could be alive. I mean, a so dead shoe shoes would that be, be like holes in the bottom? They, they could so be. the shoes could be alive. Yeah. Um, and by observing them, they could become dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, now I really want to know what's in there. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> shoes. Uh, so yeah, the idea is I, I bought this one pair of shoes. They worked great for me and I never wanted to get rid of them because I'd go try on other shoes and I would dislike them all the time. I hate padding around the heel. I don't roll my ankles. I've like never rolled an ankle. I yeah. don't need How nice ankle support. I find it very annoying. Actually, yeah. I really hate it. So I love not Luke having that. He has fat ankles. He, um, has, he has padding. I have. <laughs> it might be true. His ankles have rolls, so he can never roll them. <laughs> that would be so interesting. <laughs> I don't know how that would even work. Um, I have very tall feet. I have very wide feet. A lot of like running and fitness shoes don't fit me very well because of that. Yeah. Um, these ones do. Like, there's a lot of reasons why I like these shoes. Um, but through years and years and years of just trashing them, like I used to box in them. They've traveled with me everywhere. They've climbed ridiculous things. They've done tons of stuff. Uh, I threw them in the in the wash once and then transferred them to the dryer. And the, the toe got stuck in part of the dryer. And it like heat molded it into a curve. And then I just had to like wear that out over years. Like they are... They are old and rough and they are at the end of their life and so, Heinemann in twitch chat says this camera is very sharp so i'll take that as a compliment for dan's uh focus control over there yeah good job good job dan it's so, actually a c200 our, our wan show cameras are so overkill so these are theoretically the same shoes the same shoes in theoretically very good condition mm -hmm. in actually my size which is the hard part right 
I don't have like absolutely ridiculously gigantic feet, but I have size twelves. Yeah, okay. which can be a little annoying to find sometimes. Um, so this is this is hopefully my new shoes. They look like they're in pretty good condition. Wow. Okay, are yeah. those the same? Yeah. Okay, and this these are like a... are these are these old or are these like a re a re these manufacture? Are theoretically, just old, actually legit shoes. I mean, I I gotta say they look like. I I mean I guess like shoe enthusiasts are a big thing these days. Not for these. <laughs> so keeping shoes in good condition, I guess, is a thing. They're they're a even little the, like, worn. Even the like insole is in pretty good condition. Yeah, like the toe the toe's a little. I don't think these have been worn. able to be sold at a store for like seven years. So keep yeah, that in mind. So they've been they've been used, but they've clearly been not. You know, do they smell? No, not bad. No, they don't smell like new shoes. No. But they don't smell like disgusting, ancient, gross, disgusting no, shoes. Yeah. All right, so congratulations, Luke. Yeah, I, I feel good shoes. for you. Thanks, Dan. Well, not really new shoes, but yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. That's the whole shoe story. Hope that was interesting. <laughs> I was planning to leave that till like way later in the show if we talked about it at all, not like the second topic. No, I was excited to talk about it. <laughs> uh, what's more interesting if we want to stay off topic is what I did last night, but I feel like we should talk about Stadia. Yeah, let's talk about Stadia. Okay, yeah. you keep bringing this up. No, I, did, I, I didn't, know what you I did didn't last do night. Stadia last night because no one did Stadia last night because hey, it sucks. got him. Well, okay. Now, hold on a second, actually. You know we why it sucks? Talk about that. Not but, necessarily because the service sucks. Oh, I see. But because Google sucks. Uh, Stadia yes. sucks because Google sucks. Okay. Stadia sucks because no one believed in it. Because yeah. Everyone thought it would be canceled because, of course, it was going to be canceled because it's Google. So no one wants to, like, invest in this ecosystem that they know is going to be trashed. Yes. Trashed, he said. Trashed. Trashed. Yeah. Thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Because the, 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 the service itself, as far as my understanding goes, was actually, like, really good. Yes. Actually quite uh, impressive. Image quality from the last... Um, so uh, Gary from the lab looked at image quality for Stadia versus... Is it GeForce now? I can never remember what it's called anymore, but NVIDIA's service. Yeah. Um, and the Stadia image quality was better. I've seen quite a... F well... It's technologically like quite good as far as my understanding goes. Considering uh, how many people were using Stadia, I've seen quite a few tweets from people saying I actually loved Stadia. Yeah. The people uh, that I know that actually used it thought it was pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah. But it's officially dead and with very little no notice. No surprise. It's going offline January no surprise 18th, on that either. 2023. Um, the, one of the worst parts is have you seen have the you developers. seen the email they sent out internally? Oh, no, I haven't actually. Oh, I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. My goodness. The email is brutal. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Stadia. I think I have it in my in my in my thing here uh oh balls no i don't see it but it's it's bad basically they just sent out an email that was like yeah we have an all hands meeting uh tomorrow and you should probably prioritize being there thanks uh you know about the future of development and by the way we're shutting it down see you later now, they're not see you later. I think these people are being assigned to other things. But, like, how demoralizing is this? Never mind for part. Oh, man, we got to talk about the impact the on partners. But how demoralizing is this for a, a, for a programmer, for a, a, an engineer, for anyone 
to to put I mean they they didn't they they started this like almost 3 years ago. 2019? 2019. Okay, I've got the I've got the email. You've got it. Okay. Oh, uh, it's got it. a name on it. It's got a name on it. Oh. I mean they shared it, so I guess oh, it's Yeah, sure. Public. Go ahead and read it. Read it. Uh Confidential, internal only. Please do not forward. I mean, you saw how well that went. Um, whoever shared this, your Google email is in it. So you Whoops. probably should have not done that. Uh, but it says, hi, everyone. We'll be having a Stadia team meeting today. <laughs> not tomorrow. Oh, sorry. I got today. that detail wrong. Um, this was sent out at 7.08 a.m. We'll be having a Stadia team meeting today, uh, September 29th at 8.30 a.m. So, okay. So people had less than an hour and a half to to get ready. Uh, to share some important updates with everyone. Apologies for the short notice. Yeah. Uh, we would appreciate it if you could, can please prioritize attending this meeting or check in with your manager afterwards if you can't make it. Details have been added to your calendars. This will be a virtual only meeting. So please feel free to join from wherever you're working today. Best, Phil. That's it. That's it. So they didn't say they're closing the company or whatever, but I guess they probably did uh, an hour and 22 minutes later. <laughs> Woof. That is absolutely brutal. And as far as I can tell, literally everyone got absolutely blindsided by this. Uh, developers we talked... heard about it from the news. I know a lot of developers that heard about this through the news. They were actively working on actively developing things for Stadia and it just got canceled. Looking at how Google is planning to support the users, I'm hoping they do a similar thing for the devs and make sure that they don't get just wrecked uh, because it looks like they're doing full refunds for like basically everything. I don't know if that's in the notes here, um, but they're doing refunds on hardware. They're doing refunds on purchases. As far as I know, the only thing they're not doing a full refund on is the subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, but like things you bought through the Play Store or whatever, they're giving you full refunds for it. Do you think some people knew... I still have my tab open from the Logitech cloud gaming device from last week. And I re I, re I remember it being sort of notable to me that the only cloud services they mentioned were Xbox Game Pass and GeForce Now. And Stadia would have seemed like an obvious one to support. I mean, I mean unless you were smart and realized that Google would probably just cancel it at yeah. some point. Um. Oh wow! Apparently, someone in Flowplane chat said they they started rolling out a new UI update literally just hours before the announcement. Like these people were actively moving on this stuff. That is so internal unfair. and external team. Because there's no way that a project like that was just canceled at, at, as it wasn't a snap decision. Like it's absolutely something where. I get it. If you don't ultimately end up canceling it, you don't want people to just be sitting, you know, unsure whether they're going to have a project to work on tomorrow. But is this really more humane? If Google rolled out something on the scale of something like Gmail, I don't know what it would be. I can't give you an exact tool. But on the scale of something like Gmail, where it's very fundamental, mm -hmm. very important, would you even try it? Would you migrate? Okay, maybe you try it. Would you seriously try it to the point where you like migrate to it uh, if you weren't doing it for a review reason? Because at this point, how do you trust them for anything? Any service that they spin up, they just kill. I'm trying to think if I use any Google service 
that was started up in the last 10 years. That's what I'm getting at. I use Android. I use Gmail. I hardly touch any part of G Suite that isn't Gmail, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Drive. Um, like I do not I I do not use things like keep or reminders. Reminders they just like messed with again. Like I don't I do not use uh like I use my Google Calendar, but I use a third party app because I just I don't I don't want to use their stuff. Um not like a data privacy thing, but just like because it I don't want I don't like things changing. I use this app called Business Calendar. It's really I was gonna good. ask you because I actually didn't know you did that. Oh yeah, business calendar's sick, especially on the fold, man. Like check this out. Boom. Oh wow, it's actually very readable. Yeah, and so you can it just like pops stuff out like this. Like my calendar app is like sick. It's a paid app. Like I, I paid like five or ten bucks for it or whatever, but it's so worth it. Like this is my calendar. It's like dense. Information density is what I care about. And the Google Calendar, is, there's no way they have enough resolution. I'm not worried. Uh, also, there's nothing like particularly scary there. Um, like the the Google Calendar is just it's super super sparse. Um, so I'm trying to think. White space, yeah. Like I use okay, I use Android TV, but that's Android. I don't need. I don't even. I don't even know. Like I don't touch. I don't touch meat. I don't touch. Uh... I use meat. I use meat a lot, actually. But meat okay. is very replaceable for me, to okay. be fair. That's the only reason why I use it. And I, I actually, another calendar thing that I like, uh, a feature that I actually don't understand at all why Google Calendar doesn't have, but is uh, external, because I believe there's some internal tools for doing this, but external people being able to book meetings on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone's going to school me and there's some way to do this, but I don't think so. No, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, okay. So uh, I you, use you, Calendly. Yeah, you used to be able to send calendar invites by email and it would just like go right onto your calendar or something like that. Like there was a way better way to do it. I forget the exact details. It's one of those things like, yeah, remember when, yeah. Uh, like we were talking about yeah. before, right-clicking copy link in a in a Google search was just the URL. more simple. Yeah, there was a simpler way to, to book meetings Um like the integration between Google Calendar and Gmail was better. Maybe you guys can, maybe you guys can remind me. But but either way, I use that Calendly thing, and I just find it very easy to set up like Google Meetings and stuff through all of that. So I just use Google Meet. Night Pause asks, is that not a thing in Outlook? Yeah, but like who uses Outlook? <laughs> Dan's face. Dan's face. <laughs> <laughs> What year is Yikes. it? Yikes. What year is it? <laughs> Yikes. Ooh. Um, that's, uh, someone just dropped Outlook on us. <laughs> I mean, okay. If we're going to criticize Google for killing things, Outlook least, has staying power, okay? At least Outlook it's is still, still around. There. Yeah. What about Lotus Notes? Lotus. You guys use Lotus Notes? <laughs> 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 oh, oh man word perfect almost anyone? everyone uses outlook whoa that's not true dude not even a little it's not true not even a little bit all universities use outlook yeah like government ran institutions microsoft sure. has a lot of fingers in those um but outside of that i don't know i don't know about that oh man that's great um yeah, yes, a lot of businesses do use it. Yes, 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 yes. Just chill, you guys, chill. Um, I a cannot... lot of people saying Outlook is better than Gmail. To be fair, I have not used Outlook in a long time. 
Last time I used it, it was embarrassingly bad. <laughs> okay. But it's been a long time. I All will right. say. Okay. All right. Should All we right. do a poll? I'm going to do a poll. You can keep yeah, going. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a poll. Do a poll. Uh, Dan, can you think of any Gmail service that was started in the last 10 years that you use? You know, Duo? Any, like, like what do what do they even do? Guys, I, I want to hear from you guys, too. Hit me up, Floatplane Chat. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Like, Docs and Sheets, mostly. That's it. I mean, I guess... Mo- I guess most of the Google services that we use, we uh, might not realize we're using new ad serving technologies and whatnot. Wow, this poll is very surprising so far. I asked, is Outlook better than Gmail? Yeah, I and got maybe you. I influenced this poll by making it so the no answer is saying that Gmail is better. But a lot of people are saying that like the majority of people are saying that Outlook is better than Gmail. Yeah, right here, float plane poll. Wow. Wow. Okay, people are talking about like Google Cloud. Outlook on desktop good, Outlook on phone bad, someone said. What the devil is what the devil is Google Fi? Oh, that's their like phone thing. Okay. Yeah, it's not available. It's not even here. in Canada. Like they didn't even that never mind canceling it. They didn't even manage to completely roll it out. Yeah, rip Google Play Music. Hundred percent. It was so much better than YouTube Music, and I promise you, they know it. Uh, is Google Fiber still a thing? I don't think so. I thought they canned that. Google Google Glass? Chat. Google Chat. Google Chat is just Hangouts. Glass? Like it. Google Glass. I know. I asked what you still use uh, oh, yeah. from the last ten years. No, that yeah. Yet another thing they abandoned. Way to not prove the point. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Rip inbox, yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. G pay. No, I, I don't use that. Google Pay, that's just part of your phone. You probably, if you use Tap, I think you use that. No, Samsung has their own. Oh, I have Samsung phone, and I don't. I didn't even set it up because, like, I set it up once, and then there were like two different ones on my phone for some reason. Maybe one of them was the Google one, and one of them was the Samsung one. And I like got confused. I was stuck without a credit card at a gas station for some reason. Long story. I didn't. I lost my wallet, and I had just dropped Yvonne off on a ferry, so I like had no way to okay. pay for fuel. Yeah. Um, and so I had Yvonne give me her credit card information so that I could enter it into my thing. <laughs> and then it went into like the wrong one. And then every time I like swipe up the thing, it's like the other one, and I'm just like, you know, it really doesn't take that long to take my wallet out of my pocket, so I don't care. It just makes no difference to me whatsoever if I pull my phone out of my left pocket or my wallet out of my right pocket to tap to pay. I just, I, I can't. Someone yeah. said Waze. What? Yeah, but they just bought that. They bought it, and when did they even buy it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Google buys Waze. Yeah, I do use YouTube Music. 2013. That's like right on the line, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Man, this is an interesting conversation because it, it you know you kind of go, yeah, Google, they're like a multi-billion dollar company. Um uh, what they what, can make good things. And again, Stadia was good. Well, you use a Pixel. Yeah, begrudgingly. Well, but you do. Technically, I probably won't next and time. And the Pixel program is within the last 10 years like but you use it. Yeah, but look at the quality level of pixels. I mean, I don't, I can't speak to that. I've never, yeah. I've never daily driven a pixel other than just to review it. I just, they've never pulled me in. Google Fiber is back, apparently, says Floatplane Chat. Killed by Google.com. What is this? 
I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've, I remember this. There's a handful of people in the float plane chat posting this. 274 yeah, different things. Yeah. Uh, extended the functionality of Google Assistant by allowing... August 2023, June 2023, March 2023, <laughs> January 2023. All stated for death. YouTube Originals, December 2022. Google Hangouts. Oh, my goodness. What even is Google My Business app? Android Auto for phone screens. Yeah, that was kind of annoying that that went away. Okay. Wow. All right. What is Cameos on Google's? Wait, they had a Cameo clone? Shut up. I had no idea. Can't, I, I've never even... What? Killed eight months ago. Cameos on Google allowed celebrities and other public figures to report video responses to the most common questions asked about them which will be shown to users in google search results fit star yoga this went on for seven years it created unique yoga, yoga sessions what poly to distribute 3d objects what am i even looking at here google cardboard yeah because that was gonna work I can't believe that lasted for six years. Tilt brush. Oh, I didn't even know tilt brush was dead. That sucks. Tilt brush was, was cool. Really cool. A couple times, and then I kind of got over it. That's probably why it got canceled. Yeah, but I know that there was like artists that a hundred percent focused on tilt brush. Yeah, like that was their thing, and they made really cool stuff. Cloud print is one of those things that I always thought, like theoretically, sounded kind of cool, but I never used once. Apparently, it was ten years old in twenty twenty when it died. Hire hire by Google. Um, I actually wanted to use this recently, yeah, because I was drowning. Um, and yeah, it was it was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, that sucks, because I remember us like talking about it on WAN forever ago. So I was like, oh, I'll go find that thing. Maybe it'll be helpful. And then, yeah, I couldn't. To Google's credit, most things are being refunded, which is the most good guy possible way for them to yeah, do so, this. So back to the Stadia topic. Yeah, yeah, back to Stadia. It sounds like they're doing it nicely. Yeah. You don't even to have users. to return the hardware. You just like keep it. I would like to, to see them do something. With the hardware? With the hardware. I'd like I'd like to see the controllers like still work. You know, get some basic drivers. I actually have never, I've never tried to use a Stadia controller because why would I, uh, for anything, for anything? Um, but I would like for them to still work for something. That would be great. Apparently, uh, it does. Apparently, it does. The okay. Stadia controller works fine as a standard game controller on both Windows and Macs. Apparently, there are some limitations, but you can use the device as a wired controller. It doesn't work wirelessly uh, with a standard Bluetooth controller, but you can use it wired. So. Okay. I enjoy the idea of not having e-waste. I think that's good. Yep, that's good. Uh, this move of refunding everything, uh, this this I added, uh, tells us one of two things. Either it was costing them a king's ransom to maintain Stadia day to day. Wouldn't be too surprised considering it was really good. To the point where it's cheaper to just say, forget it, refund it all, make it go away, than to just leave it running indefinitely uh, or it tells us that the amount they sold was actually pretty negligible <laughs> which i think it might be because i think it's a little column a a little column b yeah that makes sense i because it's one of those things where again i wouldn't trust 
Uh, I don't know if you want to use the term investment for this, but I wouldn't trust investing in a platform like this. I'd be sketched out because it's Google, right? Yeah. And I feel really bad for all the developers. I hope, like I said earlier, I really, really hope that the developers internal and external are being taken care of at the same level that it sounds like the customers are being taken care of. Because it sounds like the customers are getting a pretty good deal. I doubt it. I doubt it as well. Yeah, there's just like no way. I'm just saying I hope. Yeah, there's just no way. Um, I do know that they paid a lot for getting some of the games onto Stadia. Like tens of millions. Like getting, I think that like Red Dead 2. Like let's see how much Red Dead 2 was. One sec. Uh, Stadia pay for Red all of this comes after CEO Sundar Pichai, 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 I think, said he wants to make the company 20% more efficient and cut costs. This is my problem. I don't listen to or watch anything. Mm. I only read. Mm. So whenever I whenever I say people's names, like on WAN show, it's like, yeah, I've actually never heard your name spoken. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I have that issue with certain words and stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know the exact amount, but there's an article here from Gaming Bolt that says Google spent tens of millions of dollars for Red Dead Redemption 2. I thought they spent tens of millions of dollars tens of millions of dollars for games in general. I didn't mean I didn't realize it was just Red Dead 2. That's wild. And then they also paid huge sums for other games to get on the platform as well. Okay. Wow. Um and here's an interesting one. Any exclusives that were planned for Stadia are now forever lost unless they get bought and or ported to something else. And based on what we know about the game development cycle, there could have easily been games that are three to four years into development right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. could be like quite complete and might never see the light of day. I don't know. If I actually don't know of any Stadia exclusives, but you wouldn't always know about something like that. Maybe this is the kind of thing that is going to kind of pop up over the next six to 18 months as people move on from these positions and they don't fear being sued into oblivion or losing their jobs or whatever the case may be. Oh, wow. I don't like 100% know if there's like this is proof oh. behind this or, or, or anything, yeah. but it sounds pretty legit. Um, there's a developer who posted in the r slash game dev subreddit. Um, they apparently they spent four to five months building a port for Stadia and they finished the port like yesterday. Um, so to read it specifically, it says we'd been working on our Google Stadia game port for a few months. The first time we had about 20 plus issues to solve two weeks later, Stadia showed us 10 more. So it sounds like they were trying to help them, which is actually good. Uh, we spent four to five months fixing everything, learning the technology behind it, and preparing our game port. On September 29th, we had repaired 100% of our faults and were ready to launch Stadia. Today, I was hustling and staying up late in the office to send the last build. Our build could be the last dispatch build in Stadia's history. That's wild. We wish that uh, we wish to arrive at this platform. It's really sad for Stadia employees, et cetera, et cetera. Google is offering to continue supporting gaming in other areas and will help devs build and distribute gaming apps on Google Play and Google Play Games. Thanks, Google. How long will Google Play and Google Play Games exist? How long will that help exist? I don't know. Man, you guys got to shake this reputation of just like throwing things at the wall and then... Even the ones that stick, just letting them fall off the wall eventually, or rot on the wall, rot on your, you got like a rotten spaghetti wall now. Like, I just don't understand what is going on over there. It's it's brutal. Uh, consumer trust 
I hope is low at this point, to be honest. Because, like, wow. Brutal. Hope people can migrate game data. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that sucks. Ugh. That's why. This is one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to adopt a platform like that. You know that Fantasian game that I'm waiting to play because it's exclusive to Apple Arcade? That's why I'm not That's why I'm not playing it. Yeah. It's not that I'm not willing to just pay for Apple Arcade for a month or two while I play this game or, like, whatever. It's not like I don't have plenty of iOS devices. Fine, whatever. I'll play a game. But I don't want my save data there. Mm-hmm. I want my save data on something that I think might actually exist at some point, like yeah. on a physical device that I own. Yep. And this is this is a huge, huge knock for cloud gaming because I don't think that everyone would go back to a game that they played, you know, five years ago or something like that, and want their save data. Um, but I have some games. Sorry to cut you off. I have some games where if there's like a note taking system or something in the game. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is the last time I'm going to log off for a while. I'll like leave my character looking at it and like write yeah. myself a note of like, this is what you were doing. Yeah, for sure. Like if I ever wanted go to back go back to and play Dragon Age Origins with my character, I could. It's a save file on my server. Like I have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's something that's not an option here. Um, we've apparently been offered a Stadia dev kit from a developer who was going to launch a title on Stadia Pro next month. Uh, I guess that... Do you guys want to see it? You guys want to see a Stadia dev kit? That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be pretty interested to see it. Like, what What would a Stadia dev kit be? Because it's like... Just, just a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, is it a little tiny, little, little mini server? How many days is that? Apparently someone has a Red Dead Redemption 2 game on Stadia with 6,000 hours on it. Wow. Okay. I mean, is some of that just leaving it idling? Are you the reason they had to shut it down? <laughs> like we've been transmitting the same frame for four months and fifty days, for a lot more than four months. We've been transmitting the same frame for nine months. <laughs> oh no! Wow. I know there's some people that are like really, really hardcore into the like online gang system in Red Dead. Um, Terrible. There's, apparently, there's an article about it. Wow, that's so brutal. Uh, okay, you guys can stop posting about the 6,000 hours thing. Come on. Don't yeah. spam so much. Okay. Let's move on. I feel like we should probably get some sponsors done here. And then we'll talk about the <clears throat> recall on the backpack. Oh. Trust me, bro. We'll take care of it. All right. All right. Thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's show. Linode is a powerful Linux-based cloud computing service that's affordable and easy to use. They have a large marketplace with one-click apps to quickly deploy servers for website development, file hosting, database management, video hosting, or even video game servers. And you can go full DIY if you want a custom setup. It has affordable pricing with no hidden fees that try to sneak onto your monthly bill, and it features no-cost DDoS protection, 99.99% compute uptime, and more. Best of all, Linode has worldwide data centers and 100% human, 24-7, customer service that's reachable by phone, email, or social media. With all this, it's easy to see why it's a top-rated infrastructure as a service provider on G2. So set up your own server today and get a $100 60-day credit on your new account at linode.com WAN. Thanks to Masterclass for sponsoring this week's show. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Like me, you can learn how to play electric guitar like Tom Morello, you can improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay, or you can learn to play tennis with Serena Williams. 
There's over 150 classes to choose from with a wide variety of world-class instructors. You can even explore lessons in any order you'd like, across your phone, tablet, TV, computer, and on the go with audio mode. Lessons are about 10 to 15 minutes in length, and you can easily fit them into your daily life. That thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think, and I highly recommend you check it out. So get unlimited access to every class, and as a WAN Show listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Check it out by going to masterclass.com slash WAN. That's masterclass.com slash WAN for 15% off your annual subscription. Thanks to NordPass for sponsoring today's show. One of the leading causes of reduced productivity in business workflow is access issues, which cause disruptions daily. How can you eliminate these disruptions and increase your productivity? By using NordPass Business Password Manager. Why not save time and energy and focus on what matters most to your team? With NordPass, confidential information can be saved securely in one place and accessed and updated by others when needed. Give and remove access to systems and software through NordPass in mere moments. And you can maintain complete control and ownership over accounts, regardless of changes to your team. NordPass also lets you keep an unlimited number of company cards close at hand and offers a simple and secure way to share that information with teammates and hold departments on demand. So see for yourself how automating the manual aspects of storing online accounts and sharing sensitive data can save your team hours throughout the work week while keeping your information safe. Get an exclusive deal plus four bonus months free by using code WAN at nordpass.com slash WAN. As always, the link is in the show notes. So... We have encountered an issue. Dan, you're on the camera again, if you don't mind terribly. We have encountered a user-reported issue with the carabiner zipper pulls on the LTT store backpack. Uh, Actually, I'll start by giving you uh, a sample of one that is not broken. Uh, well, here, actually, I'll, I'll hold it up and I'll, I'll show you the first. I'll show you the first two. Then I'll get your impressions uh, for some of the ideas that we have. Uh, this didn't come up during testing. Oh, right. I guess I'm supposed to. Oh, not that one. Gosh, darn it. There we go. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to come a little closer to you, Dan. This didn't come up during testing, but what we found is that these custom carabiner. Ugh. These custom carabiner zipper pulls that are attached to the zippers with these little uh, loops here. There you go. And they have like a little little carabiner doodad on them. You guys can see that pretty well there. Yep, that's cool. Uh, They were custom designed for our backpack and they only have a very, very skinny little bit of metal here. What's that? It's really hard to see. You think so? Looking at that, I think so. The background is too dark against the Well, I got my hand here. Yeah. Oh, here. Uh, well, hold on. Idea. Um, back of the laptop, maybe? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go back to the laptop. Yeah, that works. Okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, no, no, you can you can leave your laptop there. I got the... Uh, yeah, there. It's pretty... Th- okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's got a little, a little wibble wobble thing here. Okay, so unfortunately, um, and this never came up during our testing because I only ever used these to clip to each other to keep the zipper from coming open and just to kind of look cool. So maybe someone grabbed it funny or maybe they tried to hang something from it, which it's uh, not really intended for. But given how it's much also, work we put also... into the durability of other aspects of the bag, we should have caught it. Yeah. There's only a skinny little skinny chicken piece of metal here uh, that holds this in place. So while the spring is fine and it'll last for a long time like this, if you put pressure on it from the side, oh, you can break it off pretty easily. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that was not a ton of force. No. So, it to be clear, 
passed third-party lab tests, so our supplier follows ISO 9001 for quality, uh, passed testing within their system, and through our third-party lab for expected force applied during normal use. However, there will always be some part-to-part -part variants across 160,000 pieces, right? There's four per bag. Um, so there's always going to be a failure rate, but it's clear that this is a core component um, that mm, I think just accidentally could have a higher failure rate than we consider to be acceptable. So, nope, you're not done yet, Dan. I'm so sorry. You got to have a look at some of our new options. Okay. Yep. So what are yeah. we doing from here? We're actively working on a solid long-term solution, which should include a care package for everyone who bought the backpack that will include three things. Standard, regular zipper pulls for people who want to opt out of the carabiner entirely. And there are reasons people might want to do this. Maybe they want to put a padlock on it for even more security, or if they want to check their bag or whatever the case may be, that is some feedback that we got. So I guess this is an opportunity to rectify that. Um, we are also working on, it will also include an updated carabiner pull. And we are working on, we've actually already prototyped it, but they didn't give it to me for the show today. We're working on just a, a cheap injection molded tool that will help you uh, pry up the little retainer for the carabiner pull that you have on there. And then the other end should allow you to clamp it back down and replace it with either a standard zipper pull or a replacement carabiner pull. And this is, so this is to everyone who has currently received backpacks. What are, what about the staged orders? I believe, actually, that's a good question. I don't know what will happen with those. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, it should be a fairly small operation to swap them. So either we'll swap them or we'll include the swap kit. It seems to make more sense for us to swap them. But I, I'll, I don't know the answer to that. So we'll have to figure that out for you. Uh, all right. So in the meantime, here are some examples of carabiner pulls that we are looking at that you might end up getting because uh, the original one is not so great anymore. Uh, you know what? No, I'll show you this one after. Let's start with, uh, let's start with this one. And uh, Luke, do you want to kind of have a look at these and tell us your thoughts? How does this go in a zipper? Well, it would be a lot smaller. Okay. But okay. Would, it would be kind of like that. Yeah. If you want to hold it just a little more in front of the it's laptop. Still, it's still, it's a little odd. You can still get some side-to-side -side play, but I'm putting quite a bit of force on that, and yep. nothing's really happening. Yeah, well, it locks. That's the difference. Oh. Yeah, anything that locks is going to be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, I, I pushed pretty hard in both directions. Yeah, it's ugly and looks like crap. Yeah, pretty much. So it's out. Uh, we've also got this one. It's also like Dan, don't like try to follow us too much. We'll, 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 we'll follow we'll you. We can you. see you. Uh, this one just has like a little... A little wire majig here that kind of similar, but only one direction. You know direction. what? No, I gotta hold this way closer. Okay, let's let's get this boy. Let's get this boy close. There you go. So it's just a little wire thing. Uh, looks like crap, especially compared to the original carabiner pole. So I don't consider this acceptable either. Both of these are cheap, so that's a good thing about them. This one is, I'd say, the closest to our existing yeah. carabiner pole. So does that have like basically shields on each side holding it in place? Is that, is that what's going on? It's a lot thicker metal. We mm. could also re-engineer the original one to have like thicker metal sides like this one does. But we found a solution that we like better. Okay, this one I'll let you play with. It's really expensive. Of course. I have, I have, no, no, Dan, I, here, 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 here. 
I have notoriously expensive taste. Um, it looks beautiful. Is this how it will look like final product? No, it'll be smaller because well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, big. Yeah. So it'll, but uh, it'll probably look very similar to this. So the camera can't see it at all, but it looks like it's like tempered. Is that? It's titanium. Oh, okay. I'm really glad. Uh, at one point in the development that process... That doesn't have structural issues? Hold on, we'll talk about it in a sec. Okay. At one point in the development process for the backpack, we considered having carabiner pulls on every single zipper, and we were like, ah, it's a bit much. Given the cost of this... How much is, is this like... I'm really glad it's only four per bag. We'll be okay. But... How much is this? It's really nice. Uh, here, I feel like I... if you bought that individually, it would be like double-digit dollars. Uh, No. It'll run you, oh shoot, wrong thing, bloody hell. Okay, there you go. So here's what it is, guys. It's a one piece, uh, here, I'll hold it here. It's a one piece titanium clip here. You gotta show the bottom and then when the you hinge, do that. Yeah, the hinge is just like this. Um, it just bends. Yeah, it just, yeah, just like, it just, it just bends. It's got like this, I don't know, shape to it that, Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. So it's got these like slits in it, uh, yeah. but because it's titanium, it's super strong, and so it bends both here side and side? here. And then, yeah, well, side to side, it doesn't give any f's because it's titanium, right? So you could just, I don't know, do whatever you want to it. So it looks like it moves a fair amount, but yeah, it's not so going to break. So it might break. have a little bit of play, but it's not going to break. But it shouldn't break. So this is the. Thanks, Dan. You're good. This is the current front runner solution. So everyone who gets a bag will get something, um, and it'll either be like a, a pack of something like this and uh, standard poles, or a re-engineered version of the original carabiner pole and standard poles. And then we're going to be working on that tool. One thing that I want to warn you guys about now: don't feel like oh yeah, this weekend I'm going to go do this, so I'm going to change my pull. No, 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 no. The way that the YKK zipper is designed is to be permanently installed. So yes, you can bend it up and you can bend it down like once. Otherwise- A lot of metal doesn't like doing that. Yeah, it'll fatigue the metal and it yeah. will break. So please, please no, please no do that. And that's not the kind of thing that we're we're gonna be like, oh, this is your third bag. Yeah, well, you know, these things happen. Here's a new one. Like, don't do that. That's that's intentional damage because it will be very clear in the packaging of the uh, replacement kit that you are intended to do it once. A bunch of people saying they like the S carabiner. Uh, that's like the ugliest one out of all. Like ass yeah. and. Scaled down to the size of a zipper pull, it's not going to work very well. It's it's not a it's not a an appropriate design for what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Um, as a former fastener salesman, please reach out to a smaller fastener specialist for more and cheaper options. Please, please. Um, I mean, it's not a fastener though. It's like, it's kind of just a decorative zipper pull. Like, it's not intended to really do anything. Other that than was another thing. One. I saw yeah. a picture of someone talking about this and they were like, this isn't built like how it should be. And then they had like a climbing carabiner. Oh. I was like, these are not. Yeah, it's not for climbing. They just link together. They're not supposed to be load bearing. They're not, they are just that uh, side to side pressure was unacceptable. But um, they're also asks, not for that. Why even show the ones you're not considering? To show you guys kind of what we what we looked at to ultimately reach 
what we think is going to be our, our best option so that you guys can understand the process. Are you complaining that we're just being transparent? I don't get it. If we're at risk, if we use the fancy one, if that was a thing, we wouldn't use it. Um, we will find a very good solution yep. that people will be very happy with and everything will be okay. Yeah, it'll be all right. Don't worry, guys. We got this. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, in other... So it's, it's not a recall in the sense that people are sending their bags back. No. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. it's... I mean, you can recall a component of something and the solution is just to send people a new that thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's the way we're going to handle it. All right. In other it's not a walk. controversial news, the Ura Ring or Aura Ring, excuse me, video got pulled from Short Circuit this week. Yeah, I know nothing about this, but that was very surprising. Yeah, so uh, our 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 history with Aura, and I'll explain why I've uh, changed my pronunciation here in a moment. Our history with them is a little complicated. First, we were going to do a sponsored video for their Gen 2 ring, which they sent us and I used for a while and liked. Um, then that never happened. Or maybe we shot it and like ultimately didn't publish it. That Somehow the deal fell through. It's like, okay, you know, it happens, right? Um, I liked the product. I got an upgrade offer to the Gen 3 ring that would make it so that I would not have to pay the monthly fee. They basically said, if you have a Gen 2 ring and you upgrade to the Gen 3, you will be grandfathered in for life to not have to pay the monthly subscription. I was like, I like this product. I do not like monthly subscriptions. Fine. Gen 3 ring has some feature, cool new features. I don't really care about them, but sure. Uh, so I was using that for a while. Maybe they saw me using it. I know a lot of you saw me using it and asked, oh, what's that? What's that? How do you like it? Et cetera, et cetera. So they find they reached out and they were like, okay, let's try this again. So their new Gen 3 Horizon design, they sent it over. We shot a sponsored short circuit. We got as far as uploading the video. In the, in the video, I talked a lot about how it is a product I actually use. I like it. Um, of course, any sponsored video, I still can't say anything I don't actually believe, like by law. Some people don't take that very seriously. I do. So everything I said was stuff that I believed. And one of the things I believed was that the pronunciation of their company, O-U-R-A, was Ura. It's not. It's Aura, like A-U-R-A. So. To be completely honest, I thought their company was named A-U-R-A. No. It's O-U-R-A. Because I don't think, I think I've heard you say it more than I've read it. So I always just thought it was, yeah, anyways. Anywho. Um, so I said it wrong, repeatedly, in the video, because... And this kind of ties into what I said earlier in the show about I only read things. I don't watch or listen to them. So I have only ever, the only context I have is how it's spelled. Um, and, you know, I, I think that at this stage in our company, we should probably have processes for making sure that the pronunciation of things, particularly on a sponsored video, is correct. But it slipped through the cracks and we shot a whole video with the name wrong they were apparently very upset um and we offered a fix which was i think we were going to use the youtube editor to be like lol and it's got the name pronounced wrong and a pinned comment uh they weren't happy with it and uh trigger happy newbie here by the name of colton 
uh, reacted oh, to sure. this by pulling the video. Actually, it was a it was a it was a decision that was made in the business department before I really got an opportunity to weigh in on it. Uh, we were told that um, there was no way for us to make a change to the video to like alter the pronunciation um, because of like YouTube's policy. But I was like, okay, yeah, but like I might have been able to call people once the video is pulled. It's like dead you can't like yeah you can put it live again but nobody's gonna watch it like that initial burst from publishing unless it's you know a miracle viral video it's not gonna it's not nothing good's gonna come of it if you republish it uh but so it was pulled so it was kind of too late to do anything about it um and i might have not been able to do anything about it anyway it might have been the same decision so uh really this is just about maintaining transparency for you guys not you know, blaming anyone. It was a team decision that was made. I was not informed, but I might have, I might have made the same decision anyway. So the bottom line is, we pulled the video. We're not putting it back up. Uh, this isn't the first time we've had difficulty dealing with Aura. I like the product, um, but you know, I don't think they're bad thing, bad people or anything. I just think it's fair to say that we are unlikely to attempt to work with them again at this point, and it's left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't entirely their fault, for sure. Like, you know, I get it. But also, you know, um, I think their reaction was not really uh, helpful. I don't think it was really constructive. I also don't think that it was an unmakeable mistake. O-U-R-A. Um... You know, I would have guessed Ura. Yeah, maybe you should have paid for, you know, the domain and trademark Aura, A-U-R-A, if that's what you wanted. Like, you can't just spell stuff wrong and then be like, oh, why didn't you pronounce it that? Like, come on, guys. There's so. also, like, tons of different things like that that get, quote-unquote, pronounced wrong. Uh, someone in Full Plane Chat uh, mentioned NVIDIA tie. Yeah. No one at NVIDIA even knows whether it's TI or TI. Or ASUS in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's lots of them. It, the, the, the better way to do it is to attack it with humor. Um, ASUS did that. They made some like joke videos back in the day about how to pronounce their name and stuff. Um, uh, Opu Lance GT in Twitch chat says the Ouya pronounced it Ouya. So it's not like I was coming at this completely out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's just... One well, of the things is you never know where the root language is from. So those letters in combination from different root languages might make different sounds and stuff. Like, it's it's actually really hard to just read something in, in uh, you know, English letters and know what it means. Cyan Wave says, I agree, Linus. You should have done diligence and taken the error on the chin. Your fault. Uh, yeah, but it's not about fault. You know, like in business, um, you can you can take a very hard line stance like that, but then you don't have a video given to tons of people about yeah, your product. It's not constructive, right? Like yeah. it's about it's about finding a fix that works for everyone and getting it done, right? So yeah, sure, assign blame, go ahead, but it's not helpful, right? So it's it's about what are you trying to do? Are you trying to just kill a relationship and never work together again, then by all means, be like that, right? But if you're trying to fix it and trying to move forward, which is what smart business people do, then you got to take a different stance, right? Like you got to, I, I, I mean, anyone that I've ever coached on email etiquette, probably including you, uh, one of the first things I'll tell you is even though you know 100% that it's the other person's fault and that they're an idiot and they're ass covering or whatever, 
the first thing you do is say, I'm sorry, I might have misunderstood. I might have, yeah. That's actually been one of the most useful things too because a lot of the times you can be like 95, 98% sure you're right. But if you say I might have misunderstood, it's very likely you'll get more information. Yeah, 100%. And then they will end up figuring out that they made the mistake, which is just easier for everyone. It's simple math. The second you attack someone... They will be defensive. It's a battle now. They are on the de- they're on the de- the defense. And in a lot of situations, you don't want a battle. You want a resolution because you just want the problem to be fixed. So it's it's easier to just be like, whatever I might have misunderstood is a way to say like I'm not placing blame, but let's just solve the problem, which is better. M. Hindman says, Linus, stop putting your foot in it. In that last segment, you throw your staff under the bus and criticize the sponsor. I'm telling you guys what happened. That's what happened. What 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 more can I say? Did did I say that that I pronounced it right? No. Did I say I did my due diligence? No. Nope. Did I say I pronounced it wrong and that I didn't do my due diligence? Yes. Okay. What like what do you guys what do you guys what do, like what ultimately what do you want from me? Right? Like what can I do um what can I do other than be transparent? Should I just not tell you things? I feel like we've run into this a fair bit lately. I've brought this up before. This is actually a really big problem. I, the, the way I've brought it up is devs on stage. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to hear directly from developers very often. Uh, but then when a developer missteps or says something slightly incorrectly or says a thing that people decide that they they shouldn't have, uh, one of the examples that I bring up is the yeah. don't you guys have phones? comment from the blizzard developer like yeah that was stupid of course both other people in this room cringed when when i said it yes that was really stupid but the more you really heavily attack stuff like that yeah the less devs on stage that's true because they're gonna throw a pr person at you and like is that really what you want because you got you got to think about what you're attacking what you're criticizing right it gets it gets a little sketchy if you want the real information if you want the knowledge whatever you got to be a little you gotta take it sometimes. Yep. And sometimes that dev on stage is gonna say something real dumb. But you still want that dev on stage. All right. You let's... think you want it, but you don't? Yeah, that's another quote. <laughs> Blizzard has a lot of them. <laughs> but Blizzard has put devs on stage at BlizzCon for a long time. So like it makes sense. They're gonna say some dumb stuff. Um and it is what it is. On the subject of dumb stuff, the Lab 32 branding is officially dead. Sag. I want to make it very clear that it had nothing to do with Sarah Dietschy. She was an absolute gem about the whole thing. Uh, she basically was like, yeah, I mean, seems pretty chill to me. Um, here's, you know, what we have. Have I talked about this already? On my show? No, I don't think so. I've gotten, gotten like a deja vu moment. Well, at any rate, I've the talked about it. cancellation of the name? Yeah, you've yeah. talked about the, the, the situation that's going on, but I don't think you've talked about us oh, not, not okay. running with the name. So she was super chill about it. Amazing. She yep. was like, yeah, we'll we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. And ultimately, because we found out that there was a 30-day return period for the domain, we kind of went, yeah, thank you, Sarah. For real. Like, what a bro. Uh, but we're just going to... We're just going to figure out something else so that we don't have to worry about any kind of misunderstanding. Like, I don't want people misunderstanding us, misunderstanding her, confusing the two companies, thinking they're affiliated. And there was already some people that seemed genuinely confused. So especially because they launched within the same week 
Like, or at least were announced within the same week. Someone in full plane chat said, what about Lab 32 version 2 by 2 Super speed Lab 32. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't, I haven't heard any plans for anything different. Has there, do you have maybe no public thoughts on that, I'm assuming? Um, sorry, what, on what, a what new was name. that? On a new name, other than Lab32. Because you're walking back the branding. Yeah. Do you have any that you're leaving towards, even privately? I don't. Well, yeah, privately, I feel like we could we could just go for... Man, I don't know. I think privately, LTTlabs.com, in, in my mind, is just kind of the obvious one at this point. We tried. We have it, right? Yeah. 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 We, we we tried to do something else and I we think did. I just maybe give up. We can we can run with it. I think there's some people on the on the team that don't want to do that. Oh, there's there's <laughs> some people on the team that really don't want to do that. But for better or for worse, it has a lot of brand equity. We already own it. It's easy. <laughs> it is easy and we do already own yeah. it and it is very like people will know that it's us working on it and it hits all those points and that's good um but yeah yeah uh there's there's another topic we can jump into uh lab 64 wasn't available for those of you asking that's also really yeah and part of the similar. part of the beauty of lab 32 was that it could be LTT if we ever decided to retcon the Linus Tech Tips meaning of LTT lab 32. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for clarifying well, that. Well, I think a lot of people didn't get that last time we talked about it. Right. You've mentioned that before and I think it whiffed like a ton of people so I'm trying to trying to make it cuz I think the domain was numerical. So I think people didn't put that together. Right. But, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about next? Um, should we talk about dbrand? Lab 69 also wasn't available. We did check. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, let's talk about dbrand. Ryzen 7000. Yikes. Bad situation. Do you know about this? I didn't, actually. Uh, the magnet used to attach the kickstand to the rear of the kill switch case can affect the RPM of the internal fan of certain steam decks. That's a problem. Yeah, that That's sucks. not good. Valve was initially shipping the Steam Deck with fans from two different... Oh. That sucks. Okay. So they were shipping the fans from two different suppliers. So TLDR, I haven't even read it yet, but I'm sure it's going to go there. One of the fans is not going to be affected by this, and I'm sure this is the one that the D-Brand was working with. Uh, the D-Brand? That D-Brand was working with, and the other one is affected by it. So yeah, it sounds like the Delta version of the fans are affected by the magnet, and then I have no idea how to pronounce this. Wa-ying? 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 Wa-ying, probably? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, those ones are not affected by the magnet. Um, yeah, and okay, uh, yeah. Steam decks used by D-Brand for testing all have the Wa-ying fans, or however they're pronounced. Fan speeds dropped. By 1,500 to 2,500 RPM. That's a big problem. That's a huge problem. This is a mobile device. You don't screw around with cooling for a mobile device. Yeah, they're That's usually not, pretty dialed in. It's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> this fan behavior went unnoticed by other content creators slash press outlets until The Verge were shipped a few kill switch cases. The brand borrowed a Delta fan equipped model from YouTuber, uh, really cool guy, Dave2D, and confirmed the findings by The Verge. After confirming the issue, Dbrand made an 11th hour decision to suspend all kill switch sales. Per Dbrand, word on the grapevine is that Valve no longer uses the whiny Delta fan in the production of Steam Decks, switching exclusively to the Yin component, which is the one that isn't affected. Mm -hmm. So that's good, I guess. Yeah, um, but... but they're still out there. Yeah, and we don't. We have no way of knowing. No one's gonna know which one it is without taking it apart. And yeah. as cool it is as it is that you can do that, most users are not gonna want to do that. Um, after confirming the issue, Dbrand made. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I already said that. But they're they're suspending all kill switch sales, which sucks. Per Dbrand. Oh, I already talked about all this. Where am I? The issue is limited to the magnetic kickstand. The case itself, travel cover, stick grips, and tempered glass screen protectors do not cause any issues. Uh, so that maybe, we know of yet. Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, not. Okay. So maybe we'll see those separately or something? No, not it should sure. be fine. It's, it's, it, there's no magnets in the other ones, so yeah. it should, should be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and unfortunately, because I thought the magnetic system was super cool. Well, I don't think it's necessarily going away. It is. In response to this discovery, Dbrand is pivoting from a, the magnetic mount to a mechanical interlocking system for the kickstand and future accessories. Ah. So what's going to happen is if you already ordered a magnetic version one, you're going to get that, and then they're going to also send you a mechanical one. Just in case you find it causes a problem with your system? In case, well, because that's the thing, you might not notice it causes a problem. Oh. So they want people using the mechanical one. Now, I, a savvy user... I'm going to open out. up my Steam Deck, make sure I've got Can a you... Ying fan, and I'm going to use my I'm going to use my magnetic one five ever, but that's not going to help anyone else. Uh, if you bad. have a Delta one, you can buy a Steam Deck fan replacement from iFixit. Yes, that's true. I can't tell if this is Delta or Ying. Um but considering they said they're going to stop working with Delta, it should be Ying. Yep. Um, so that's that's an option if it comes down to that. Rough day for Dbrand. Yeah, that um, sucks. You yeah. don't want to go through all that product development and everything and have have a problem like, oh, all the units that you had happened to have the fan that it would be fine with. Like that's so unfortunate. That just sucks. But Whoa, yeah. we just got raided on Twitch. Seven people showed up. Nice. Nice. Thanks, Let's AD go. Penrose. Thank you. Raid is rating rating is a weird thing to me. Yeah. But hey, thanks. It can be cool. Welcome, Raiders. Yeah, indeed. All seven of us. Uh, should we talk literally about... half dozen of us. Should we talk about my absolutely thrilling night last night? Yeah. What what are you what are you talking about? He's he's been talking about this like he's been vague posting all day about this. <laughs> I just I wanted to talk to you about it because it's very uh absurd and I knew you'd laugh at me for it and it would be a fun conversation. So sure. I just decided that Hey, we don't always get to talk that often. Might as well just do it on Wan Show. I sure, I guess so. Um, so I mean, we talked a lot like yesterday, but sure, that's probably true. Or Wednesday. Wait, yesterday? Wednesday. No, yeah, because I was going to say I would have talked to you about this. Yeah, we talked for like two hours on Wednesday, but yeah, yeah but we don't had, talk. This sure, hadn't whatever. happened. Yeah, yet. whatever. Sure, this sure. hadn't happened yet. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was wandering around various parks with a gigantic birdcage playing bird noises from my phone. 
trying to not look crazy. You lost your birds? So I'm smiling because, no, it wasn't ours. But someone else did. So we were trying to help. Emma, my girlfriend, found her name's public. It's fine. Emma found, she was walking around a park for funsies. Since when is her name public? Oh, yeah, I guess she streams. I I mean, I just try to call it plenty time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I usually try to do that for people that I'm not 100% sure of, but I'm sure of her. Uh, She found a little posted little sign thing begging for help in a park and was like, we kind of know how to do this. So she was going at it pretty hard and eventually convinced me to come help. And the strategy, which does actually kind of work, Mm -hmm. is that you walk around with a cage because a lot of like house tamed birds understand that cage usually means water, food, and safety. Right. Okay. And you play bird noises because budgies are like super, super flock animals. And the second they hear chirping, they chirp back and then they want to come join it. So it'll like get them to come to you. And then when they get to you, they see like, Oh, cage and food and water. And this is that thing that I used to go into. And when I would go into it, things were good. Uh-huh. So it's very likely that they'll actually go inside. Right. Also, there had been some sightings of the bird, not by us. And it was trying to socialize with people. And the people would like take a picture of it and then walk away. Budgies are not native to BC. If that happens, try to get it because it is someone's bird. And it will die. <laughs> and it will die. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was very scary for the actually days that it, that it was out. I was very surprised it survived that long. Um, we unfortunately weren't the ones that ended up finding it. Someone else did, which but is good. But it got found. Another bird owner found it. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it got found. Because again, it wants to be. It was going up to people being like, hey, help me. There's pictures. There's a picture online of it sitting on a jungle gym next to some kid trying to be like, hey. And you can tell from the body language, if, if you know birds, you can tell from the yeah. body language, it's like, pay attention to me (laughs) hello (laughs) and there's other pictures of it like sitting on a on a park bench next to people just like on the park bench amongst people like it was clearly uh comfortable with people and trying to get help and people just kept taking pictures of it obviously a pet yeah which was crazy to me but i don't know um but yeah the person the person that found it had birds but was not a part of the actual rescue operation they just like happened to find it um and and our our concern right now is that no one knows who the actual owner is it was just a bunch of people reporting like this is clearly someone's bird oh so we don't know don't know who the owner owner. yeah oh i might have said that oddly at the beginning but yeah yeah, i thought you were helping the owner so the the report i I guess you were but the report was that someone had seen the social posts and immediately clued in that it was someone's bird but right. it wasn't their bird. But they Got were like, it. we should try to help this, whoever this bird this is. So the person that has it um, doesn't really want to like bring it to a vet and stuff. And is like being all weird about it and kind of wants to keep it. Oh. But there's nothing that like we can do about it. So it's a weird night. But there's like a halfway happy ending. It's no longer outdoors where it has a huge chance of not surviving. Right. So that's good. Now it's indoors, where it also has a huge chance of not surviving. There's because a concern it's a there. Yep, that's a thing. <laughs> yep. Luke's had some bad luck. It's, yeah. 
it's been better lately, but birds are very fragile, especially really tiny birds. They get sick very quickly. They're flock animals. They don't want the flock to abandon them. So they try to hide their sickness um, and they don't exactly have a lot of mass. So they, they tend to die very quickly. Um, does the bird have microchips? I, I don't know. We weren't the ones that caught it. I don't think so. Can you microchip a bird? Usually you put a little band yeah. around its foot. Yeah, so I mean, microchips a are a very different thing. Yeah, it's like an I, injection. I knew what they meant. Yeah, someone else said, is it banded? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, if, ooh, from the pictures, I don't remember. I don't think it was, though. Um, but yeah, that was, that was interesting. I, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend afterwards, and she was talking about how when she's walking, because she's doing the same thing. She took the small cage. I had a really big one. My hands were very unhappy by the end of it because yeah. it's just this like wire yeah, that I have to sure. hold the cage on. Um, but she's walking around playing budgie noises um, and holding this cage. And a bunch of people apparently were like talking to her like, oh, what are you doing? Whatever. No one talked to me. <laughs> Not a single person. I had a lot of people that were like jogging and they just <laughs> got a lot of pretty privilege, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, it's a thing. Just people would like avoid eye contact. They'd run by. <laughs> I had um one one old dude who's going for a walk. I walked by him. And he's like on in the middle of the track and he's like walking with a cane and stuff. So I go off the track yeah. and walk in the grass just so he has an easy time. Um, and I, I notice, I can just tell that he has completely stopped and turned around and just stared at me as I walk away. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things in my life, but I had never seen that before. <laughs> the amount of kids that would like hear the bird sound, see that I'm holding a cage and like get kind of excited and look at the cage and then realize there's no bird and just look at me really confused and like what's happening yeah you have a new nickname in float plane chat by the way local nutter luke <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> probably <laughs> i was trying to help okay oh man but yeah we went to like there's a lot of little parks around that area and uh the, the rescue group had like tracked the movements and stuff um so we were trying to figure out like where he would probably be next yeah um it's and, amazing how the difference yeah. between nice helper and terrifying person is like a y chromosome and like <laughs> 75 pounds yeah. <laughs> you know yeah 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 it's, um, um anyway <laughs> should we talk about do you want to talk about ryzen 7000 versus 13th gen do you want to talk about the yeah. fight Let's talk about the fight. Let's you talk, about, talk the fight. about the fight. Actually, no, we just did a non-tech topic. Let's talk about the all right, let's Ryzen. Do a tech topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. General consensus on Ryzen 7000. These are some incredible chips that are bringing massive gains, like 20 to 30% improvements over their last gen counterparts in gaming and productivity. The 7950X is undoubtedly the fastest mainstream CPU available and dominates everyone in productivity tasks. But the expense of the platform is a real issue. Is this is this AMD? I'm talking. About? Yeah, that's weird. Or is right? this Intel? You don't you it's, don't think like insanely. The, so my understanding is, yeah, the boards are like five hundred dollars each. Yep, that's crazy. That we are seeing prices that are lower now. That that's was good. just right at launch. We're seeing as low as two hundred and fifty bucks for an ASRock X670 PG X670E PG Lightning, but. 
AM5 only supports DDR5, which remains twice as expensive per gig as comparable DDR4. And the other issue, as we outlined in our review, is that AMD's own Ryzen 7 5800X 3D has gaming performance that matches that of the new 7700X and only lags behind the Ryzen 9s by like a couple of percent on average. So for gamers, the upgrade to AM5 is currently not looking like a great value, especially because AM4 boards and chips are cheap and cheerful. And here's the thing. You can look at AM4 and you can go, well, there's no upgrade path. And that's nice, but not everybody can actually afford the latest generation yeah, version I, of the AM4 platform. I have never been super sold on, on board upgrade paths. What if you are buying a Ryzen 2000 today because you want to like get a deal? Okay, AM4 for you has an upgrade path. A couple years from now, three years from now, boom. You go Ryzen 5000 with that same board, you just got a big upgrade and probably for cheap. Yeah. Right? So Fair enough. you got to think, not everybody is thinking in terms of brand new today. Yeah. Um, and, and especially these days, we're like, okay, the performance jumps we're seeing on some of the hardware that's coming out is immense. Like actually just huge. Yeah. But the performance that people need at the same time to reach like competitive frame rates and stuff is not huge and it's not increasing at anywhere near the same rate so the gap between people's computer upgrades is getting like bigger and bigger and bigger as far as i can tell so you don't necessarily need to upgrade your cpu within generation every single time but you definitely don't want to upgrade at all if the motherboard's minimum cost is 500 dollars, which again it's gone down but still that's really intense um when we looked at productivity, the 7600X and 7700X were another issue. They don't really offer compelling performance over Intel's 12th gen mainstream chips, although their higher core counts, uh, oh, though the higher core counts on the 7900X and 7950X allow them to run away with the productivity crown. But that's an issue. Has AMD done it again? Have they gone from the expensive brand that's not really competitive in the mid range and low end? There have also been concerns expressed Hopefully by the not. community around how hot these chips get. They will often yeah. run at 95 degrees on the hottest core before dialing back, but AMD says that this is by design. And if you want, you can target 115 degrees with an overclock before throttling and hard crashes will happen. So far, we've been un unable to get any of our chips to run hotter than 105, and we're not sure why. My current computer like heats my house. I don't, I don't need more of that. Well, here's the thing. How hot the die is in degrees Celsius is not indicative of how much heat yeah, it outputs. You could have a router that has its CPU <laughs> running at 100 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not outputting a lot of heat. The thermals are just not being properly managed. Yeah. You could have a 300-watt chip oh, that yeah. is running at 70 degrees with liquid cooling on it, and it is still kicking 300 watts into your room. It's just not running hot, if you guys kind of understand what I mean. Conservation of energy, all right? It doesn't matter what temperature it's at. It matters how much actual uh, power energy. it is consuming and therefore thermal energy it is outputting in terms of maintaining room temperatures. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, Der Bauer did some stuff with that as well. Is that in here? 
Yeah, he he delitted the seventy nine hundred X and dropped like I think it's I think it was like twenty degrees yep. or something. Yeah. So there is some speculation that AMD may have sacrificed thermal performance to maintain cooler compatibility with AM4 coolers, in which case, good guy AMD, but I haven't seen any confirmation of that. Um, What we didn't touch on in our review, hmm, performance scaling with RAM speeds, so we'll have to follow that up. I was going to say, that um, was kind of interesting to me and immediately made me think like, okay, there's going to be another video. Eco mode, uh, a lower power consumption mode for the CPU and manual overclocking. Now, in the same week, actually the next day, Intel didn't launch, but announced their 13th gen processors uh, with most of the details really being around the flagship 13900K, 5.8 gigahertz turbo, 24 cores. Now, 16 of those are efficiency or E cores, and only eight of them are their performance cores, but... <laughs> 24 cores and their e cores aren't that slow they're like skylake level like they're not they're not bad and 589 dollars <laughs> uh the presentation was kind of fun 24 percent performance improvement in games in some games one game is it league of legends i think it was league of legends I didn't know it was one it's like league of legends or dota or i thought it was like gonna that. be like two or three at least uh 34 percent faster in game development blender ue5 uh, the Core i5 and Core i7 see similar but lesser improvements to speed, cache size, and core count. And the real winner is efficiency gains. Okay, Intel alleges that at 65 watts, the 13900K, so they also, I guess, might have like a similar eco mode, uh, performs on par with a 12900K at 241 watts in a multi-threaded workload. That's a quarter of the power consumption if that holds true. The big one, though, is that Intel is going to have the affordable platform. Yeah, You can pick up a 13th gen chip, a Z690 board, rather than 790, because 790 only acts, adds some more gen 4 lanes and USB bandwidth. So you can get a last gen board or a B660 board, doesn't matter, as long as it's got a good enough VRM. You get some DDR4 memory, you throw this 13th gen chip on there, and to be clear, we are going to check this out for you guys. We're going to make sure that with DDR4, it actually performs well. Um... And you're gonna be able, you're gonna have like a latest gen platform for literally hundreds of dollars less. I don't necessarily AMD. think the motherboard thing is gonna stay the same though. If we've already seen the availability pop up with boards that are half the price of what we were originally talking about. No, okay, so no, AMD's boards will come down. The boards will come down, but they haven't launched their budget chipset yet. And for 13th gen, neither has Intel. But because you're able to use a last-gen board and all you're missing out on is some PCIe lanes on the on the Southbridge, I don't know what they call it anymore, but whatever, the motherboard chips, the IO Hub, because you're just missing out on some PCIe lanes and USB ports, for gamers, you're not giving up anything. You go for your last-gen board with the cheapo mainstream chipset, you put your latest-gen chip, you put your last-gen memory, that's another thing, DDR5, yeah, it's going to come down in price, but it sure as heck isn't today. Yeah. And you might be building a system today. Now, this is the kind of competition I love to see because it's going to be back and forth. For 14th gen, right? Intel's probably going to do their thing where uh, a socket, socket compatibility is only maintained for two generations. So it'll be a whole new platform with whole new expensive boards, right? Meanwhile, AMD is going to have budget like B760 or I, I forget what their, what their budget boards are going to be called for this new platform. Six something? Anyway, whatever. They're going to have new boards. DDR5 might be closer to price parity by that point. And AMD is all of a sudden going to look like the good bet. I, 
I, but I love it. It's back and forth. It's 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 punches and you know, I I just ah, I love seeing them duke it out. I love okay. A lot of people say they want competition, but they don't really want competition. They want someone to make a product that's like good enough to keep the brand that they like honest. And they're just going to buy that brand no matter what that other company comes out with. But this is true competition. This is this is two real options. Yeah, that's cool. Not just something that's like good enough that the the monopolist can't price it at whatever they want. I am I'm stoked. I think the brand wars are going to cook up because of that. Because for the last little while, it's just been like, buy AMD, buy AMD, buy AMD. Mm-hmm. But now that there's hopefully good arguments both ways, depending on like specifically what you're doing and all that kind of stuff, should make things a little bit more interesting. And I mean, you've got mid-cycle refreshes, man. Mid-cycle refreshes are a thing now. AMD's already talking about adding 3D cache. Intel already teased a KS version of this chip at over 5 gigahertz, or 6 rather. Uh, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's good. You want to talk about the fight? Yes. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the latest channel, Super Fun, we will be talking about the result of the epic, epic battle between me and Dennis. Um, for context, you know, I, 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 again, like it's 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 so tedious uh, seeing, you know, my, my words and actions taken in the worst possible light. Um, so for context... No, I did not require Dennis to fight me so that I could like prove my manhood or something. I don't It'd be know. a lot more interesting if you did. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Dennis challenged me to a fight. Um, and what he told me was that he was sick of hearing me complain about my scratched floor. So if he won, I could never talk about it again. And... Uh, Obviously, this was for content. He thought it was a really good video concept. I agreed, so we greenlit it. And the challenge was that Dennis was going to be allowed some amount of time to train. It was not a lot of time. It was not like a normal amount of time for a fight. Yeah, like I think it was like a couple weeks or something like that. Uh, yeah, like actually two. Yeah. Like it was... Well, he, he had more time than that. He could have trained, but he wasn't filming A lot it, of fights are so. like months out. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I remember being like blown away because I didn't realize how demanding it is when I found out that like top fighters would fight like once a year. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and they train specifically for that fight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're moving weight classes. Like there's a lot of things involved with it. However, I will say this. Dennis trained a lot more than me, which was zero. I help out in my in my girl's class. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to ask about that because we had talked and you said that you didn't train anymore. No. And then when I watched the video, there was footage of you there. Yeah. But like you looked a little rigid and like you weren't really training so i was wondering like were you doing a demonstration yeah uh, yeah okay yeah, yeah i was i'm i'm there to be like a like a, a black belt helper in the class um That's and cool. like i go around and That's help sweet. help correct form and stuff like that like i don't remember any of my patterns or anything like that so i'm like but you can see um, when something's like obviously wrong yeah and like if the if the if the master is like uh yeah can you help them with with this i'm like uh, okay yeah how's that go again yeah yeah no problem got it right. like i can immediately pick things up again because it's all stuff i've done before it's just sure. been 20 years right yeah 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 um so that's what i that's what i was doing i'm not actually like training or anything like that so the challenge was dennis would get a couple of weeks to train and i would be going in cold 
Yeah. Hold on. You're making that face, but Dennis has as much martial arts no, training as I do. No, I, I made that he face. He has a black belt. Because I was reminded of the, the fact that he's doing... So this was this was a specifically Taekwondo fight. Yes. And he, he, went, he went to a Krav Maga. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Look, he didn't ask me for advice on how he should train. So like, yeah, he spent two weeks training. Yeah. <laughs> He also did some weird stuff in that time. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Krav Maga is super cool, but like, so what? <laughs> okay. Not for I, this. I think there are other ways he could have done it, but I do understand why he did it. Why he did Krav Maga. Krav Maga, why? Okay. The reason he did that is because Dennis's biggest problem is that all you have to do is move fast near him. The fear thing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, like yeah. flinches, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a flinchy boy. And so you, you actually saw that in the beginning of the video when I was laughing at him because I was like, I was basically, I've been teasing him off camera as well. I'm like, dude, you're not, you don't have a chance because all I have to do is go like oh, this. Oh, yeah, you did that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it worked, right? He was, <laughs> and he was like, you can't do that. Yeah, he yeah. was trying not to flinch because I'd already been doing that to him for like a week. Like every time I saw him, I'd be like, yeah, Dennis. That actually, that actually makes a lot more sense. Yes. Because I haven't watched the whole video yet. But he he the the Krav Maga guy is like okay we gotta do this because you need to like drop your nerves and like be able to be more calm exactly so that was the whole goal okay exactly so he that was trying to be less twitchy yeah and and less like freak outy yeah. uh, when whenever something Which I will say at the fight maybe that actually really worked because he didn't do that like at all really he did some moves that were very derpy. Um, like keeping his arms down like this and other stuff like that. Okay, so but, we should talk. We should talk about the fight. Yeah. Uh, man, see, this is this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Uh, oh yeah, I lost because I didn't train. Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't lose. Yeah. Have you watched the video? Okay. <laughs> Why do you even watch this show? Like, if, if you're actually <laughs> go just gonna, away. If you're gonna take everything I do and say in the worst possible way, yeah. you must hate me, right? Because everything I do is awful. Um, okay, stop reading so, chat. Yeah, so fight. let's talk. So let's talk about the fight. Uh, first of all, I want to say massive respect to Dennis. Yeah, he did way better than I expected. Oh, Dan, yeah. Dan, did you watch it? Have you watched the video already? No, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it? No. You should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, so A, yeah. Dennis put up a way, way better fight than I expected. And B, it's a really good video. Yeah. The 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 like the the training and the behind the scenes. Uh you guys, I, I'm not gonna spoil everything, but Dennis put some serious thought and energy into both giving himself his best chance possible and sabotaging me in the most underhanded ways possible. So funny. I heard about that. Without me realizing so funny. at all. Um, however, I wasn't super thrilled with how the rules of the fight. Oh, not at all. The format of the fight. I hated it. Played out. Yeah. Um, I would say that a lot of people were confused about the scoring. So for one thing, I, I will say that the scoring was not actually as abhorrent as it appeared to be in the video. It, the, way, the way that it works, and Dennis only flashed up like the scoring system for a second before taking it away, which I guess kind of makes sense in keeping the video's pacing moving quickly, but might not make sense in terms of people understanding what they're watching. The way the scoring worked was that a strike to the body, to the front, or the side 
I think is one point with the hands. A strike to the body, front or side, with the legs is two points. Um, a takedown, so getting the other opponent's shoulders on the ground, that's two points. And then I think it was a spinning, a kick to the head is either three or four. And then a spinning kick to the head is like five or oh, something. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot. And the reason for that is not because a spinning kick to the head is actually practical in a real world fight or flight, I choose fight scenario, but because it is slow. And so it demonstrates a clear reading of where your opponent will be and a quickness in your execution that is uh, desirable in this particular form of sparring. We weren't fighting, we were sparring. So it's a points-based system. Yeah, and a lot of it's like showing off technical ability and stuff more than uh, uh, being able to strike very hard yes. or like knock your opponent out or anything We like also that. played more like um, like training or like, uh, like, like kid or teenager rules in that we didn't allow, like Taekwondo mixed martial arts allows takedowns and allows strikes to the face, but we played with takedowns, but without strikes to the face. Yeah, side and top of head were allowed, I believe. You can kick to the head, but you were not allowed to strike with your hands okay. to the head at all. Okay. Okay. So what happened? There were some definite like referee. I wish the call had gone a different way. Moments. Uh, there's there's this part where I clearly catch his leg and throw him on the ground, and he gets two points for, for the kick for a, for the kick that never actually hit me. That was a little frustrating. Uh, I also. Okay, Dennis, this is going to be a controversial take. I don't think he deserved the points he got for that head kick. That was not a kick. Even in the footage, it looks like he like moved my head with his leg. But if you go back and watch slowly, I'm actually moving and his leg grazes my head. I was going to say, because in person, it seemed less legit than when I watched it in video. And in video, because the camera's on the other side of the room, it seemed more legit. I think, I think Dennis, being the editor of the video, might have picked the most favorable angle for that kick to the head. Um, however, that wasn't the biggest problem. All right, I, I, okay, I, actually, you know what? I, I'm talking about it a lot. What did you think? Uh, sorry, one second, I have to send this message. Oh, I'm asking about a technical thing. Um, I was a little annoyed by a few things. Justin, Justin, how it was. The fight was very fun to watch. Yeah. The event was very entertaining to yeah, be at. I had fun. The video was very fun to watch. Something that is mentioned in the video like multiple times, but was like painful in person. Like it was definitely covered in the video. It was covered enough. It didn't need to be covered more. But the breaks between rounds were actually crazy. Like the breaks between rounds were longer than the rounds were. Um, and I know Linus actually defends Dennis on this because Linus is like, I was tired too. But like, none of this made it into the video, but there's, I guarantee you there's footage of me just like yelling at Dennis to start fighting. And I'm on Dennis's side. <laughs> and there, there's, there's one part when the, when the ref starts counting for him to like get up. Because, or he'd be DQ'd if he got to, I think it was like 10, which is a long time to count for. But he should have been, he should have started that counting way earlier because he'd let him sit there for like, uh, maybe it was less than this. It felt like 30 seconds. Like on the ground. Yeah. Like not like standing, like 
sitting on the ground. Yeah. And like this is this is not necessarily I might have said it wrong. This is not time between rounds. This was a- after a stoppage during a round where they're just resetting to go again because like someone went out of the circle or a uh, point was scored or whatever. Um so Dennis's cardio is even worse than it shows in the video by a lot. A lot. Like you didn't you didn't see a huge portion of the stoppages where we're all just standing there waiting for Dennis and then he comes out of those stoppages just flying all over the place tons of energy I had forgotten about this after he scored some point he does a cartwheel like he's totally into it and then there's a stoppage and he's like nope (sighs) yeah Yeah, pretty much which I mean with the amount of cardio that he has and how tired that he was the ability to pull it together and push through the tiredness and do some of the stuff that he did. Good. One of the other things, though, yeah, is that as he got tired, and this happens, as yes. you get tired, your hands start to kind of droop. And any of your trainers are going to yell at you for them to come back up. But uh, he didn't exactly have a corner man. So his hands are drooping, hands are drooping, hands are drooping, hands are drooping. And By that's the end of the fight, my biggest problem. Yeah. Is that a combination of Dennis's tiredness... And the format of the fight led to Dennis basically fighting like this. Which, again, you can you can really only score points. Here, here, and here. Yeah. Back doesn't count, yeah. right? So if he's standing like this, and the rules are that you have to get a clean hit, I pretty much had nothing to strike at. The only place is middle. So uh, he he said... What did he say? Coward move or something like that? Because I kept going for leg grabs and takedowns. He was like, yeah, leg pulls are a coward move or something like that. Something like that. Which is weird because you're volunteering to receive a strike. But whatever. Um, and, and, And he's... But he was standing like this with his arms in front of his body. When what I wanted to do was just punch him in the face then because his hands are down. Which is what a lot of people's reaction is going to be, but that Chicken is... move. He called it a chicken move. Chicken move? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that would be against the rules because you're not allowed yes. to strike to the face. So both of us, just like the adrenaline was flowing and got demerits, actually. We lost points for striking the other one in the face at some point or another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With with our hands, but I think that um, I think that I could have maintained my guard a fair bit better, and so so Dennis actually already challenged me to a rematch, and it I, needs to be way further out. I have accepted. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I would like I would like some time to to train a little bit. I think that my cardio could be better. I was tired. I was tired too. I didn't want to show it because the last thing you want to do is show your opponent you're tired. But I was tired and I was in a lot of pain. Um, the knee, yeah, yeah. I I sustained a knee injury during the fight. That was, uh, it's not Dennis's fault. He didn't do anything illegal or anything like that. But I I grabbed his leg, lifted his whole really body. Weird, like hopping, jumping, kick thing. It was really odd. Yeah. And then you happened to grab and pull, and yeah. you kind of pulled because he was like off the ground when you pulled, which was weird. He kind of flew at you and then landed on your knee. 
Yeah, so I was really tired and I was in a lot of pain. Um, I want to get my knee like real good. I want to get my cardio better and I want to get my flexibility better. I was having a really hard time kicking high. Um, he edited this out of the video, but I was really tired that day and I was really sore. I had played badminton the night before. You should for probably not do that next time. Two hours. Yeah. And Just I had tip. trained a uh, either the day before that or, or two days before that. And I hadn't fully recovered when I played badminton that night. So I was, I was walking into the place and I didn't show it. I didn't show it to Dennis. So I recorded all of this to other like camera operators. So he would only see it when he was editing the footage. But I was like, like not sure if I was going to be able to kick it head level when I was going into it. I think I think there should be rule changes if you guys fight again. Uh, so that's that, that's the thing. Okay. I want some more time to work on my flexibility. And here are the conditions of my rematch. I want three minute rounds. Yeah. We only did one minute rounds, which is like three the, one minute rounds. The fact that, yeah, the fact that he couldn't get through a one minute round was ridiculous. And the first round was not one minute. There's no way. Oh, really? The first round was way shorter. Oh, I was than the just next like, two. I was just like, it, fe it felt like the next two might have been longer than a minute. So maybe it made up for it in the in the overall duration, but the first round was really short. I want delay of match penalties. Yes. Clearly set out. And the timer needs to start like immediately. Yes. Clearly set out. Um, and punching to the head and face is allowed. You're okay with a broken nose? I mean, if it happens, it happens. He's not going to hit me. I'm just saying. He's not going to hit do me. Only face? Uh... Only face. Yeah. Sorry. What? Headshots yeah. only. Headshots only. Headshots knives. Only. Headshots no. only. No. no, because then you just go like this, okay, and just yeah. kick. Yeah, that's it true. just becomes so like it's the same problem. Here's you true. have to have a reason to bring your hands down, and you have to have a reason to bring your hands up. Otherwise, there's nothing to strike at. That's actually something I was going to mention. Maybe this gets solved with face punches being allowed. But I was going to say, if a kick gets blocked to the side by an arm that did not have to move in order to cause the block, I mm. think it should count as points. Oh, I see what you mean. No, I don't think you'd solution. be able to do that because you can keep your, your like you can feel that they're probably not going for a, a high strike and you can keep your hands low. Like that's totally legit. But you'd still move it. Like uh, some of the blocks, he literally does nothing. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, a lot like of it should be intentional. And even if your arm is already low, there's going to be an intentional thing to try to block a kick. And there was, there's <laughs> just nothing. It just didn't count. <laughs> I don't know. Trevor W. in Floatplane says, I think I'm behind, but holy, those were only one minute rounds. Yeah. <laughs> like it was ridiculous to watch. The, the, the time, not between rounds, but during the round, the time during the stoppages was yeah. longer than the round. For, I believe, round two and three. Yeah, probably. Like, it was... Okay, there are... Okay, there... there. I, I'd be willing to be flexible. If he wants to do two-minute rounds, I, I Three could... is, like, pretty long considering his cardio. Considering making that we're making a video, too. Like, we've got to show everything, but not... But also edit it, you know? Like, it's, it's going to end up pretty long. Would you guys be willing to stream it and set a date? Maybe, yeah, yeah, I'd be down. Because like it should be, an, I think it should be an event. I'd also be, I would also be open to instead of like doing face strikes, we could do side of the head and top of the head or something like that. But you should be able to punch. But you must be able to get a point on the upper body with your hands because otherwise, think about it. 
what on earth can you do against someone who just comes at you like this and is just like, kick, 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 kick. Like, there's nothing to do other than grab their leg and throw them on the ground. Yeah. Which is what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I played... I played the game the way it had to be played, but that was not the way I wanted to play it. I wanted to... In in Dennis's uh, defense, with the list of rules that existed, he played the game the way he should have done. He did. And he did really well. He did. All things considered. No, I, I expected him to have about that level of cardio. <laughs> I did not expect him to be as proficient as he was. Yeah, especially looking at... Um, I watched... Uh, there's a float plane exclusive with some of his earlier fight training... Like he clearly had a lot of improvement over yeah. a relatively well, short period of time. That'll happen because if he's you have training and you're yeah. remembering and yeah. you're exactly. I just what just happened? I did not expect Why did this start doing that? I got I it. Know. That's weird. Um, but yeah, I, I was very impressed with Dennis. To be completely honest, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, he did well. So that's my that's my conditions. That's my conditions for the rematch. Someone said LTX. You gonna do it at LTX? You know, Dennis actually suggested LTX, and I said no because I thought there was just LTX is so busy. There's Too so much, much going, on. going yeah. on. Yeah. And the last thing I want is okay. So let's say let's say my nose does get broken. It would have to be the end. Or I aggravate my knee injury again. Yeah, but we're both going to be exhausted from doing LTX, especially me. That's true. That's true. So it, like. Uh, yeah, I get it, but also... Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, sorry. Something that someone else mentioned. Why... Okay, by below the belt, I don't mean crotch, but why is there nothing below the belt? Um, Leg strikes are well, a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, but it's also a thing that is very likely to cause injury. Okay. I mean, I get it. Um, the, the, the martial art that I trained did allow leg sweeps. Okay. But only like a spinning leg sweep. So it had it was kind of kind of like how you get a lot of points for a spinning head kick. It's slow. It's slow and hard and, to pull and, off. And and it makes you extremely vulnerable because if you go down, sorry, if you go down like this, you put your leg out, you're exposing the top of your head. And uh, we also allowed screen, yeah. we allowed so in the in the training that I had the, in the uh, the sport that I did uh, our sparring allowed a back fist to the top of the head. That was the way to make the head count for something. Uh, you but, could do something like that too. Like it doesn't. Yes. The the head points that we're trying to get is not because we want them to like get hurt, just destroy each other's skulls. Yeah. It, you just need to be able to score points there. So if the whole thing was back of fist. Instead of like direct contact, that would be good. Like it just, yeah. I just should... had so many opportunities to punch him, so I was like, there I needs just, to be. Some... I just wanted to. <laughs> there needs to be some way to make you think about where your arms are and, and incentivize needing to hold your arms up. Um, yeah, that like Lance M asked, uh, was the fight with Dennis cathartic? Um, <laughs> I think that's a great. That is a good question. That's a good question. Th- it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It looked like, other than yeah. the knee injury, that you guys were like into it and enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually, I, I had a blast. Like, I haven't done, I haven't done this in twenty years. Like, I, and I would do like little tiny tournaments and stuff. Like, when I was a teenager, right? Like, you know, kid level tournaments. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't sparred since then. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. I don't someone, know. Someone mentioned Luke and Linus versus mm-hmm. everyone else. Do you have any idea how many people work here now? Yes. 
Indian army. <laughs> they could just dogpile on top of us and yeah. we wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are like quite large and proficient. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, that would be that would be um probably not even that entertaining to watch. Hey, have you seen the theme for the Christmas party this year? No. It's pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. Yvonne and I worked on it together. Fullplane has like an idea for a, for our own sort of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So this is it. Uh, everyone gets. Uh, there are, I believe, yeah, there are ten tables slash teams. Uh, and because it is our ten year anniversary, every team gets a theme that is one of the anniversary materials. Okay. So okay, the teams cool. are paper, cotton, leather, fruit slash flowers, wood, candy slash iron, wool slash copper, bronze, willow slash pottery, and tin slash aluminum. So you will be, as as usual, uh, asked to coordinate with your team to represent your theme. And as usual, you don't have to participate, but everybody does. Dan, you've done a Christmas party now, right? That's right. Yes. Just the one, right? Just one. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And would you recommend participating at the Christmas party? Fun is mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, you got to yeah. participate. You should. It's it's part of it. It's good. It's a you got to go nuts. It's a hoot. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel says, you guys always talk about them, but vaguely. Yeah. The reason for that is that... It's an internal thing. Yeah, we like to... We don't to, them. Yeah, we like to... Um, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I've never really asked anyone about it, but I want to maintain some uh, separation. Like this yeah. is not about this the is Christmas not Christmas our thing. We're not putting on a performance. This is not about public relations. This is not about anything. This is a chance for us to have fun with each other and make it not about making videos for for once. You know, like everything else we do is like, oh, but. It's content, you know, is it content? What's the content? No, no, oh my God, no content, just Christmas party. You know, so um, that's that's why it's 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 not something that we have contentized. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun though, it's that's fun. That's cool though, that makes sense for a theme. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I'm I excited. Like it. Yeah, 10 years. It's been a long time. 10 years. Yeah. It's wild. I was thinking the other day, I think it's 12 for us or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's creeping on half the amount of time we've been alive. I know, right? It'll get there eventually, maybe. Yeah, I think Yvonne and I crossed that threshold very recently. Yeah. We've been it's an interesting one. together for half of our alive time. And yeah. when you consider how little you remember of the beginning of your alive time, like our actual like, like part that we know of, it's like most of it, it's like, what did it, you know? What was life like when and I, yeah. you know, didn't have you there? I don't. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's interesting. Fly a fan out for the Christmas party? No. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the point is to not do that. <laughs> it's really nice having like the day to just not be on if it's you don't want to be. Like the only day it is. <laughs> there's it's yeah having a super private is super nice yeah it's good yeah, yeah. it's our thing mm -hmm. yeah deal yeah. with it yeah. 
Uh, should we do some merch messages? I think that's it for the main topics. But we have a ton of merch messages to talk to you guys about. I have a lot that are potential. You can have a look at those if you fancy. I can start going through those. Yeah, um, for sure. All of them are just for Alliance anyways. Want to read, read us some uh, curated one? ones? Hit sure. me. Sure. Uh, let's see. Ben asks, hello, Linus. With the rise of power consumption of computers, I have hit an issue in the USA where I cannot run four computers on the same room. Do you have any suggestions for people who are stuck with a 15 amp breaker? Currently, I have to run an extension cord. Uh, also run the GPU for Plex. That is a spectacularly first world problem, just saying. Um, so, you know, good for you having four computers. No, no, I don't have another solution. I mean, there's, I could suggest stuff that might be like super illegal. Like you could, you could at your breaker, um, combine that circuit and run it at 240 volt. <laughs> that would give you, that would give you some more, that would give you some more power. <laughs> That's like really stupid though. Don't do that. <laughs> Cause you could just like fry other things that you plug into those outlets. That'd be pretty sweet. Cause like a computer will run on 240 volt cause switching modern switching power supplies and all that. Um, so yeah, you could do that. Don't do that. Um, you could, uh, let's see, man, you could, oh, you could buy all new computers that are more efficient. <laughs> Don't don't do that. It's stupid. That's, yeah. Um, you could have an electrician come in and install new wiring with new circuits in part of the room. Uh, that's expensive. I'm sure you thought of that, and that's a bad solution. Or or you could run an extension cord, which is what you're doing now. Okay. In all seriousness, though, there may actually be nearby circuits that you could tap into. So if there's a if there's a room on the other side of the wall, for example. Again, this might not be two code either, but you could probably find an electrician buddy who might be willing to do it, and it wouldn't be dangerous to take that outlet, open up the wall on both sides, turn it around, patch up the wall, and then you'd at least have one outlet in the room that was on a circuit that was like intended for another room, so it's prob probably on a separate circuit. Um, and that would be, yeah, that would be the way that I would probably say is the safest, most legit way to do that. It was a weird gift from my jacket. parents. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that jacket. <laughs> jacket. I I have no idea either. And I definitely don't have it. It's not me. Um, but that jacket got worn by like everyone. Yeah. At some point <laughs> or another. Yeah. We were quite cold in the garage at the beginning of the so company. We had a, com we had a community jacket. <laughs> yeah. We've come pretty far. <laughs> Sorry, float plane. <laughs> Whoops. What? Uh, my mic was muted. Oh. Yeah. I'm out of practice. Oh, they asked about the the old like mil spec jacket I used to wear with like um, uh, with camo on it. Yeah. It was, no. 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 What was? Oh, people asking what was the question? Uh, the question. Do you want to say it again? Yeah. Uh, Linus used to wear a cad pad parka. Um, Matthew was wondering if he was in the armed forces or just perpetually cold. Cad pad is in Canadian pattern, Canadian camouflage. Oh, okay. I I'm pretty sure. Cad, C-A-D-P-A-T, right? Cad pat? Cad yes. pat. Yeah. Yes. Next one. Uh, sure. This is from Anonymous. 
Hi Linus, do you have any plans to make a video about the massive backpack shipment coming in and how the Creator Warehouse is turning that around? Um, they would be interested to see how you master yeah. such a logistical challenge. I don't. Uh, the Creator Warehouse warehouse is actually run by the former logistics manager for NCIX. And as far as I can tell, half of what he does is black magic. I don't understand it. So I can't be involved in everything. And if it's running smoothly, and they do ship a lot of orders per day, like when they have the stuff in stock, it goes. Uh, I, I don't ask questions. I, good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Josh M S. Been a while since I've been able to watch the show live. When doing your smart home stuff, was uh, Savant ever a thought? I'm an installer for them, and while highly proprietary, they seem to be leading the market. Did you uh, did you like consider a bunch of different stuff, or were you just sent things to put in your walls? Kind uh, of thing? No, I, I did consider a lot of different stuff. No, Savant is not something that I looked into. I mean, that's the issue, though. Is there's like a lot. So it's shocking. Like you look at how many weird proprietary closed ecosystems there are for smart home stuff. And how many people do you know that have like smart anything none. in their houses? And you kind of go, everything I know about minimum order quantities for products and how much it costs to engineer a product. And the math just doesn't make sense. I, I've thought about this before. I have a weird theory on it. I could be just completely out to lunch. But do you know how the thing where like every Vegas hotel, the the company that owns the hotel also owns the companies that supply all the clocks and the sheets and the cleaning supplies and the yeah, deodorant, yeah, yeah, or okay, not yeah. deodorant, but soap and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I feel like it's a similar thing. I feel like contractor construction companies that are building like high rises that have hotel automation and stuff spin up these things i don't know i honestly I don't no know idea. but i don't understand how the math works yeah because it's it's crazy there's so many of these companies yeah and i know very few people that have anything installed at all and usually when they do it's very simple it doesn't have like just switches everywhere yeah i don't get it yeah you pay extra to not have it be smart <laughs> yeah yeah like with tvs Okay, let's move on here. We've got another one from Anonymous. Question for Luke about the Yard podcast. Who is your favorite member and or favorite guest they have had on the show? I have no idea what this is. Wow. Um, I didn't think we'd have a question about another podcast on our podcast. Um, oh, yeah, this getting, is a podcast. We're getting pretty meta. Uh, I like Slime. He's he's how I found the show, and I find him entertaining. They're all really good, though. They're entertaining. I like Slime, too. It's like goopy. Slime likes you. Oh, well, that just got really awkward. It's a hangout on a barn sometime or something. Don't worry about it. A barn? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. Next question. Cool. Hey, uh, sure. <laughs> Is this a person? Uh, <laughs> yes. I hope so. Don't worry about it. Do you think USB could ever get, in the, uh, get to the point where it would be the standard used to connect all components inside a PC? No. Yeah. This is like an XKDC, uh, XKCD thing, you know, it's, another it's, standard. It's just not made for that. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, what's great about USB is it's hot pluggable and it's like super backwards and forwards compatible. But that's not necessarily what you want for plugging in uh, 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 an RGB header on your, uh, you know, light strip. So, no, it's, it's never going to be everything. Yeah, there's different standards for different things, right? Uh, Tommy W asks, Hi Linus, do you have any advice on building a team for a small startup? 
I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask because my hiring strategy was to just hire people I liked and then hire people that they knew. <laughs> Honestly, like I, 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 I do know how to hire, but I'm not methodical about it. I'm, I'm kind of scattershot. I'll, I'll ask weird questions during an interview and like if I get a good vibe, then I'll go for it. You know, I, I, there's, there's really way more structured ways to do HR that I, I just, I haven't studied, I haven't practiced, I, I, I'm not qualified to give advice on. I mean, I, I can say that you want to pick a team that you are okay being stuck in a small room with eight hours a day, five days a week at minimum, right? That, that is actually really important. So I was good at that part, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not that great at. AJ points out in chat, I barely had an interview. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do we know? Uh, I do a lot. I do a lot now, but I don't think we count as a startup anymore. So, yeah. Alex B. asks, getting a screwdriver today and saving for the backpack. Which two fantastic launches in the last couple of months? Which product are you most proud of, the screwdriver or the backpack? That's like asking me which of, which of my children I love more, my son or Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's no way I'm gonna pick one. I I I love both of them equally. Uh, they they were both a ton of work. Um, I hope to have many years with both of them. <laughs> Am I talking about Luke and my son? Am I talking about the screwdriver and the backpack? We don't know. Okay, which one of your kids had a better upbringing then? Was the screwdriver easier to raise or was the backpack easier to raise? Uh, oh, well, wow. the screwdriver has was real challenging uh, pre-birth, but the backpack is proving itself to be a bit of a, a, a post-birth um, uh, uh, a difficult one to deal with. So, yeah. yeah. Difficult child, difficult child. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Wayne asks, uh, other than USB cables, LTT is planning to make. What other cables would you like to make? HDMI, DisplayPort, Cat 5e, Cat 6, coaxial for. I don't think God we're going to get why. into. I don't think we're going to get into network cables. Uh, that's just such a. That's 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 a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole. I could absolutely see us doing HDMI, DisplayPort, coax. I think is pretty unlikely. But it it kind of depends on how USB and display cables go. I think our ideal world would be that with our cable management product plus our cables, you'd have everything you need for your PC setup. I think USB and display is probably enough to be completely yeah, honest. Power. We could do power. I want SDI yeah. cables. I can't find one on the market that works for me. Oh, really? Well, yes. what's your problem? They're not flexible or 4K enough. Oh, okay. So you want them to be both flexible and 4K. Yep. It's okay. not like a coaxial stable that is good for long-term camera use, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, we could look into it. I think we were, and it was just extremely really? expensive. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, there's your problem. That then. makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, moving on. Let's see. We've got uh, one from Michael here. Do you have another recommendation other than the ring? <laughs> I don't want to say it wrong now. I'm scared. Uh, have you tried circular? I haven't. Uh, I don't have another recommendation. Like that's the that's the really frustrating thing about this is aside from them being really difficult to deal with, I really like it's the product. product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
And like for me, honestly, the whole health tracking thing is very take it or leave it. I I have been I've been blessed. I've been very lucky to not really have to worry about tracking my blood oxygen level or or anything like that. Like I I just kind of I eat when I'm hungry. I I sort of move around more when I feel like I'm getting a spare tire. I just I kind of do what my body tells me to do. Uh, so I don't need a ring to tell me to do any of that. Um, but I just I just kind of liked it. It was just kind of numbers for geeks for me. So I'm probably not going to go actively pursuing an alternative to it because the only reason I ever used it in the first place was because they sent me one for free. And I figured I had better try this if we're going to do a sponsored video on it. And it's like a health product. So I probably just won't do anything. I mean, same sort of vein. You're not wearing your watch today? No, I forgot to put on my watch this morning. So I, I do have that Withings um, scan watch and it's like cool. I guess because I kind of have a, like a reverse merch message now. Oh, you uh, do your your watch that you're wearing now like isn't a pebble, uh, and so Shank would like to ask you why you're not wearing the pebble that he. Uh... This is the problem with gifts, but it's also there. Oh, you got it on the backpack. That's awesome. I he just wanted to friendly rib you about it. Uh, I will. I will daily drive it again. I will give it. I will give it a shot. I will give it a shot, but I appreciate the gift. And for me, it's more about like remembering the Pebble, uh, the the one good smartwatch I ever owned, the Pebble Time. Great, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear that. Uh, another one from Anonymous: Would LMG ever consider absorbing a content creator, assuming it was uh, mutually beneficial? Um, the brand didn't tread on existing content, that sort of thing. Um we sort of have really with horst right no no he was working for like um he was doing like local like community video for a big company i guess he's not yeah it wasn't YouTuber. his channel yeah no no yeah. well he is now it wasn't yeah 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 um, what do you think what should we do should we go on a big like acquisition spree i think in a lot of channels? situations it isn't the right move um i think if it was the right move that we would do it i know we've technically tried in the past um and then it was decided mutually that it wasn't the right move yeah i mean so, I, yeah. it can be the right move i ran into yeah. both mythical and smosh down at creator summit and they both seem okay they seem with to be doing that. great yeah. yeah sounds good but i think those situations will be rare and they found one which is fantastic um but yeah situations are rare never say never but i I mean, I don't, um, a big part of what makes a YouTube channel work is the team that has made it work. And so I, I feel like unless you're acquiring the talent, um, you better have a really solid plan for how you're going to maintain the soul of that media property. Cause it isn't just a media property, but then there are exceptions now that the business is, uh, is maturing you're seeing some channels that really were started just as business endeavors and are structured more like traditional media companies. And so, yeah, there could be situations where it might make sense. With that said, I think our expertise is building YouTube channels and brands. So in there will always be the question every time of, could we just build it ourselves? And if we could, then should we do that instead? And if we can't, then is this such a unicorn that we can, like, can we even afford 
something that's so amazing that we couldn't have done it. And so the answer to those the answer the answer to the questions have to be yes, I can afford it, and no, we couldn't build it. That seems like a a small overlapping Venn diagram circle, you know. Okay, we got a special message here from Jeff. Um, he wanted to give a happy birthday to his wife, Sarah Blankenship. Um, she's uh, one of the rare and amazing human females that love LDT, the entire crew, including myself, apparently. Um, and uh, yeah, just wanted if uh, you guys could wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday. Sarah. <laughs> so that's always a fun one. Uh, another one from Samuel. Uh, what is the reasoning why iGPUs are not benchmarked during CPU reviews? Mm. When you talk about ultra-budget computers using an iGPU, it can be a good idea, but it's hard to tell which ones are good or not. Yeah, it's a good question. I would say that with Ryzen 7000, the reason we didn't really talk about it was because if you're spending that kind of money on a CPU, the iGPU is a coprocessor. It's for... Uh, you know, hardware or video encoding or something like that. It's for whatever features you might take advantage of on that iGPU. I don't realistically expect you to game on it in the longer term because you just bought DDR5 memory, a $250 to $500 motherboard, and like a $300 plus CPU. Like, what are you doing? If you're, if you're, spend, if you're spending that kind of money and you don't have a graphics card, you did it wrong. You didn't build a balanced machine. So from my point of view, it's kind of irrelevant in the context of that product. But if we were reviewing something that is like, you know, a $139 chip that could very well go in a $50 board and use onboard graphics for an extended period of time, then it would absolutely be something that we would look at more closely. Okay, got another one here from Anonymous. Do you think Google is simply not interested in maintaining a product that doesn't print money and have billions of users the way Search, Android, and YouTube do? Well, yeah, I mean, you see that in any large company, right? Like there's the whole uh, innovator's dilemma thing where it's really, really hard as an established company to start up new business endeavors because they are inherently not worth the time and attention that they require. So that's why acquisitions are so common for as companies get larger and larger and larger because it doesn't you can't never innovate because then eventually someone will come and eat your lunch and you can't innovate because it's a waste of time and money to innovate. You know what I mean? So yeah, obviously they're they're looking for the next big home run, right? Because nothing else is even going to register. It's like a million dollar business to us, right? Like a million dollar product idea to us. So that's, you talk in terms of like yearly revenue. That's a big deal, right? Million dollars is a lot of money. To Google, rounding error, irrelevant, right? So they're operating at this just completely, utterly different scale, right? Um, and and honestly, I like I don't have the background to really speak to the kinds of decision making processes that a company like that would go through at that scale. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Some of the stuff is just bizarre, though. Yeah, for like, sure. What is it like? Meat and other more different meat. Meat new and duo. Like, how that went through is astonishing. Like I just. And meanwhile, the meat wow. teams, you know, watching project cancellations, are looking at it, going, "Which meat?" Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> I just want them to build one final video conferencing platform called Beyond Meat. 
Note how I timed it for when he was drinking? That was on purpose. <laughs> Almost got him. Ugh. He's wallowed. He got it. He got it. He didn't, he didn't spit jerk. it all over the laptop. <laughs> it's his laptop, too. Jeez. Oh, man. This one's from Richard. Uh, you have the best 4K HDR TVs, sound systems, and PC hardware. Do you think having uh, access to the best tech for so long has skewed your idea of what an average person wants in terms of tech? Uh, your viewers are the techier crowd, but I bet most people won't notice FPS past 128 hertz. I think it's a temporal problem, right? So, yes, um, I have cool stuff and whatever. And so does that does that change what people might want or might aspire to? Or, or does that, that change my perception of what people might want or aspire to? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it just means that I'm there a little bit earlier, right? Like we've seen this throughout the entire existence of modern electronics and technologies that when it comes, it comes for a select few, whether it starts out in the enterprise or starts out as a, like, okay, smartphones are a perfect example. It starts out as this niche thing for the uber wealthy, like, um, I forget who it is. Someone here uh, knows someone. I think it might be James who knows, like intimately knows a, um, like a, a home automation installer. And he was telling me about the kind of stuff that, that like the, the uber wealthy have in their homes. Like we're talking motorized TV mounts where it like goes back and hides in a, in a completely invisible wall panel. And then it comes out and angles out this way so that they can watch TV while they're in the kitchen. And it's like specifically for that. Or like subwoofers that are under the ground so that they are, won't be visible. And they actually shake the ground by the pool side so you can like really get into your party vibe or like whatever it is. This stuff exists now. Has existed for 10 or 20 years, right? But you don't have it. You don't even aspire to it. And yet, even wall mounting a TV was unheard of 10, 15 years ago. That wasn't mainstream, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think- And now it's just normal. Well, yeah, you just wall mount your TV. I, I think it's almost irrelevant, and that might be surprising. But what I would say is that as long as you try to keep yourself true to explaining how good or cool something is and you point out the price points sure that's for the other people to decide but the my point is that the price point will come so what ltt has really always been is really cool cutting edge stuff and that might not be today for everybody but it will come eventually no matter what game it is no matter what you know, rip and tier fast CPU or GPU it is. Someday it will be cheap. Every experience will eventually come. And so I think that we do get a lot of criticism for not talking about low-end hardware. And I think a big part of that has been that I've never been a fan of low-end hardware. I want high-end hardware. I'll take used high-end hardware. Absolutely. I totally understand. Not everybody has the budget for brand new high-end hardware. Been there. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy good stuff. Don't buy bad stuff. And that also doesn't mean that you should get the highest end stuff either. Like there's, there's, a, there's a sweet spot. It's all about the sweet spot. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do think there are things a lot of people won't notice. 
but I also think that it's sort of my job to figure out what you will notice and what you should direct your resources toward. Uh, it's like, also up to the to the crowd to decide if they will notice it or not. Like the example you gave of noticing FPS past 120 hertz. Okay, so first of all, FPS and refresh rate are not equivalent. There are benefits to higher frame rates other than just making sure that you've got whatever matches your monitor because it decreases the latency of your of your inputs, right? So um, yes, most people won't notice a refresh rate with an appropriately high frame rate past about 120 hertz, but we've made that video. And we've also made videos where we talk about these higher refresh rates monitors and how they, they do feel smoother and they do feel better. And if you could have one for a reasonable price or for a small uplift over one that isn't uber high refresh rate, well, then you might as well go for it. It's just a matter of when that is going to intersect with so that you've got like the desirability of it and the cost of it. Where do those lines meet for you, right? It's, it's all personal. All we can talk about is what it is. And it's up to you to determine if it has a value for you. Okay, I've got another one here from Emmanuel. Uh, hey, Linus. Has inflation and the current negative market affected LTT in any way? Also, happy to get my uh, hand, happy to finally get my hands on one of the LTT screwdrivers. Um, has it gotten easier to hire devs? Hiring devs is still a nightmare. Um, I mean, we're also in Vancouver. Yeah. Which doesn't help. Yeah. So, like, not really, to be honest. Because, I I mean, we haven't had any layoffs or anything like that. But there's been, been a lot. industry layoffs. I've, so, like. I've, yeah, like, we're not, by the way, we're fine. Um, I've had a lot of people late applying. Mm, like, the post is still up on the website because we're, like, kind of still interested in collecting resumes. Yeah. But I'll see, this is actually kind of interesting. I'll see like so-and-so company lays off like some huge percentage of their workforce and then our resume intake goes like, whoop. Right, yeah. And it's, oh, okay, interesting. Um, but it, it hasn't become easier. Any so. impact for, on us would be from external sources. We are pretty well diversified now and a big part of that, hey, thanks for buying that screwdriver, is you guys. So much of our funding comes directly from our community that it would be very difficult for us to reach a position where we could be we could be crippled by economic conditions that are outside of our control um, we we might see some advertising pullback um, i don't know that it's been significant yet but we, we could see something like that uh, we might see adsense dip I, I i don't know but you know okay let's say they fall by 30 percent each or something like that we'd still we'd still survive we're good we're built to last okay from richard on the subject of companies killing services slash products is there anything you wish stuck around i mesh nexus devices what on earth is a nexus device uh, that's what pixels yeah were. oh it was yes of course pixels. yes yeah. yeah it was like I think I had one Cheap, of those. Cheap, cra crappy Android phones and tablets, except they weren't that crappy because Google was subsidizing them. They were awesome. Yeah. They were like But they were time. priced like cheap, crappy Google. That's like dangerous Android. to do. Yeah. Great. Anyway. Yeah, they were kind of great. Um, yeah, I mean, Nexus device, definitely a good one. Mm. Uh, I wish I wish Oculus was still Oculus. That would have been cool. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Um, 
<laughs> that one that one hurts a lot <laughs> actually yeah right through the heart you I know had what? a dk1 <laughs> i was been there from the start you know you what too? yeah i miss dfi man they're like land party motherboards with the DFI uv reactive party. slots yeah. and stuff they were like King there slabs. was a short period there where they were like just the shiz when it came to overclocking and and all that. I'm sad that Case Labs is donezo because I never made enough money to ever afford a Case Labs case. Yep. So I never got to experience it. And now they're gone. And that's just sad. Um but for me I mean, you did make enough money at some point to afford one, but you got free computers by then. Not really when they were alive. What? No, not in not they in didn't shut down till like two years ago. What are you talking not about? In... That was more than two years. Shut ago. up! No, really? Was it not? I thought it was closer to like no. four. August twenty eighteen. Oh, four years. You could have afforded a Case Labs case four years ago. Stop. Not on my metrics. Shut up. Everyone's version of <laughs> yeah, affordability but you also is eat personal. Nothing but chicken breast. Chicken breast is expensive right now, dude. <sighs> It wasn't. Grocery then. bills are going. It wasn't up. four years ago. I mean, That's true. Don't they're move just, the goalposts. They're just giving away budgies in the park. Now. He's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants you to know this, but the budgies in the park are free. I have dozens of them. Your food bills gone to nothing. You can just take them. <laughs> That's a good. That was a good reference. I'm so sorry. Um. Are we even talking about? Yeah. 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 What were we know. talking about? We we're talking about that you are the biggest cheapskate ever. Yeah, pretty much. You could have afforded a Case Labs case just fine. It Mr. would not. It would not have been wise at that time. It wouldn't have. I was saving they to buy a place and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So anything is unaffordable. Yes. If your if your bar is literally that I am now not spending a dollar. So case candy bars. I if only I could if only I could have had a Kit Kat bar before that. Yeah, well you could have. You just like it's a want though. It's not a need. Oh my god, it's very pragmatic. My case was fine. I'm I'm with Luke on this. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, James asks, as a bike rider on the next backpack, could you add reflective panels for increased visibility? You know, we wanted to do, um, we wanted this one to be reflective down here at the very least. I forget why we didn't do it. Uh, I think it was like a durability concern because the reflective materials were not particularly durable. And we figured that the solution to that would be that if you really wanted reflective stuff on it, you can get like reflective iron on patches and you could just put them on. I, I know it's not a perfect answer, but that's the answer. Here's a suggestion that'll probably be a no. Yeah. But I know there's been talk about a rain cover. Uh, we are working on it. What about a reflective one? That's mm. not a bad idea. But I uh, I mean, yeah, the rain cover. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. I don't want to commit to anything because the rain cover, first and foremost, needs to be waterproof. And if the reflectiveness will cost us anything in terms of waterproofness, I don't want to I don't want a water resistant ish rain cover. I wanted to actually stop water from getting into the bag. Did you say waterproof? And nothing is waterproof. <laughs> nothing is ever waterproof, but I want it to be as water resistant as possible. So Rain should not be a problem. And yeah. That would be that would be the goal. That would be the goal. Okay. Uh, hey team, uh, FYI, I couldn't post a merch message on your Android while logged in, but I can as a guest. The live section didn't come up. Uh, would you guys try compressors on your mics when you're quiet? 
Oh, I think for why me is the, this a curated one? For me, the main concern is that um, I get too loud. So I don't know if our compressor is actually yeah. tuned for when I'm too quiet. I don't remember curating this one. I did. Sorry, you did. Okay, yeah. So we actually do have a compression stra- uh, compression stage in our uh, audio chain. Uh, we have both a hardware compressor and then also a software compressor. Uh, the idea is I want to maintain Linus and Luke's dynamic range uh, with being able to prevent any sort of digital clipping uh, or even analog clipping from from that stage there. Um, it's difficult to keep these guys in check. Um, the mic position is not always right. You've got uh, different levels of today. excitement. You know, and it's it's not a perfect room either. So we're going to pick up any background noise from our AC and that sort of thing. If Listen to this guy blaming everyone but himself for our audio challenges. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm who? thinking I'm thinking after today, you know, I was fixing some of those wrinkles. I was looking at this setup here. This just needs to go. We I'm, need something else. I'm going to fix this place and <laughs> no more Go XLRs are going to be mentioned. This is going to oh, be really? this is going to be the best podcast set, live streaming set. You heard I it here. Sh- I swear on Linus's uh life. Son. I don't I get don't it. Know. Wow. Get it? Yeah. Get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can make this good. That camera's not on anymore, but that was very good. If you guys could have seen that, he was very enthusiastically pointing at the camera. Um, I just want it to be easy for everybody and not terrible and sound better. Anyway, yes, I use two types of compressor, and I'm still bad at this. The the merch merch message thing while on Android is a limitation of shop pay. You were logged in, and shop pay is your default selected option. So it goes to shop pay, and by going to shop pay, it skips past that page, if I remember correctly. Um, this is not something we can fix right now because it's not something we can fix at all until Shopify allows us to. Um, they are aware of the problem. I doubt it's like the highest priority thing because they're kind of a really big company and we're just one of their many partners. Um, but they know about it and they do seem to care and maybe eventually it'll be fine. I think maybe checkout extensions in the future will allow us to fix it or something i don't know it's been a long time since i've had that conversation all i know right now is there's not much we can do about it right now or maybe something recent allowed us to i don't know last time we looked into it, we couldn't we've been working on the new theme the new theme's coming like real soon fast so once that's out maybe we'll look back into those types of things this is so sweet i just got a message from patrick kennedy from uh, serve the home sorry for the late note yeah i'm still working uh, just wanted to say thank you for looking at me like I was a moron for not doing video on that walk in Taipei. We just hit 100,000 subscribers. It's been super fun. Thanks for the inspiration. Yeah, you bet, man. I mean, you were. <laughs> video, man. It's it's the way. It's the way. It's the way. And they've been killing it over there. They've been doing a great job. More? Do you want more? I mean, we have more. We got more. This is from uh, Christian. Uh, hey, guys. First time message. I missed the start of the show, but... Uh... So I don't know if you've covered it, but what is your take on Mr. Who's the Boss video talking about Samsung batteries expanding? I've been meaning to watch it. I have no excuse. I've just been busy this week. I haven't seen it. Um, What I've gathered so far from just people tweeting at me about it is that out of all the like phones that he has kicking around, the Samsung ones are the ones that are swelling. Um, I would really need I, I would really need to see a really big sample size of of phones to really determine if it's a samsung specific problem you got to understand samsung also makes the batteries for 
like a huge number of other phone makers. So unless you're also seeing this pattern in other phones that have Samsung batteries in them, I don't know that I would read too much into it. Another thing that I know is that I've seen the way that some YouTubers, I don't know how Aaron stores his phones, but I've seen the way some YouTubers store their phones and it's really bad. Um, like just in a drawer or in boxes, um, in no particular charge state, it's really bad for them. So leaving them plugged in all the time is bad. Leaving them not plugged in for extremely long periods of time, also really bad. Taking care, like these, these batteries, the way that they're built into these devices are designed for everyday use. They're designed to be used every day or at least every few days and not just left in a particular charge state for long periods of time. Um, I don't know that I am able to form any kind of opinion on this at this point in time. Did you know because of partially because of that reasons, there's emergency sat phones that are designed to run off of, uh, I think it's double A batteries, but they have like some modern ability. Like I, I think you can even get like maps and stuff. Mm. Uh, apparently he has a rack That's where he crazy. stores them. But I don't, are they, are they somehow software controlled so that they're maintained at about 50% charge? Or are they left charged all the time? Um, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I just, I just would have to, I would have to know a lot more. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I haven't watched the video yet. So hard to comment when you haven't watched it. Yeah, I, I, I do intend to watch it because this has absolutely been making the rounds. Next up, got another one from Jeffrey. Uh, I've been waiting for the Chungus bottle since it was oh, first revealed. Wait, sorry, there was one last thing I wanted to say. Hmm. Uh, if you store a lithium battery incorrectly, it will swell. So it's not like Samsung screwed up their batteries. Um, so, so I just I can't speak to. Well, we'll see. Yeah, have so we'll the see. Video. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been waiting for the Chungus bottle. Curious about how YouTube handles retention for videos watched at faster speeds. I watch most things at one and a half times or faster, and I'm worried it hurts creators. It does not. It it's... counts. So if you watch at 2x, you the, the creator gets the full watch time for the runtime of the video, whatever it is that you watched. Yeah, I watch mostly everything at two times. So that's, so. that's one of my wife's things is she'll be reading comments on a video, and she will always just like let the video play at 2x with the volume down while she just like reads comments. I'm like, I'm not... You can just get the Creator Studio app. You don't have to like do it like this. She's like, oh, every view counts. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this is from Colton. Uh, Luke, when mm. did you begin your path as a software engineer? At what point in your tenure working with Linus did you decide that that was your future path? Or was it something you were always working on in the background? It definitely wasn't while I was working with Linus. Um, it started... I inspired him. And I'm not. With my software development skills. Yeah. It's your fault? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. struggling with HTML. Um, or, or were you good at it? I don't remember. No. There's something just... with HTML. Yeah. I, I probably was trying to like bold something. And you were like... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember something with HTML like really early on. I don't remember what it was or what it was about. Um yeah, I'm not, by the way, I just, I lead a team of software developers, um, but I, I became interested in software development really early on because my dad used to talk to me about it, um, like way back in the day. My dad was A plus certified, super into computers all the time stuff. He used to talk to me about old, uh, like, like punch card programming stuff. Um, 
I remember he, he almost tried to like scare me away from it at one point because he wanted me to like be sure that I was actually interested. And he talked to me about the old type of debugging that they used to have to do back in the day. And it used to be brutal. And I had the very good experience of looking into more modern development at that time and realizing that it wasn't as bad as it used to be when he had looked into it back in the day. Um, but yeah, I was interested from a very early age and I started delving into it in like right at the beginning of high school. Uh, there was a couple other uh, people in my grade that were also interested. So I had some people to bounce off of, which was cool. My uh, my computer teacher, Mr. Traddle, I believe he's still, uh, I think he's the principal of a school now. Um, but he was awesome. I'm not surprised that his career advanced because he was fantastic. He was very accommodating to me wanting to push further and drive more. I got the award for the top grade in computers 12 when I was in grade 10 which was sweet because he let me like, I, I completed the entire curriculum for some computer class in like a couple weeks. <laughs> so he let me just take the next one with the rest of that semester. And then I completed that one. So he like gave me some extra work. And then the next semester we did like the same thing where we just stacked a bunch of courses into other ones. And I ended up doing like, it, he, he let me like build my own computers curriculum while I was there because he knew I was just very interested and he wanted to support that. And I really, really deeply appreciated that. And that's a huge reason why I, I went down that career path was because um, I was very particular about like supportive teachers. I tended to do really well in those classes and unsupportive teachers. I tended to do really poorly in those classes. Um, he even, I don't know, I'm turning this into a, a thing about him. I don't know why, but um he knew there was a bunch of kids in my grade that were really interested in in computers and software development and stuff. So if I remember correctly, this story, he went to BCIT himself for a summer semester and came back and took what he learned there and created a new course for us, which was 3D game development. Um, and, and in that semester, we learned way more advanced development stuff than we could have otherwise. We we made actual games and our final project of the course was to submit a game that had like projectile physics and all this type of stuff going. And wow. he taught us all this stuff. Really, really cool. Um, and that like just made me so much more interested and I kept pursuing it and then uh, ended up dropping it to make YouTube and then ended up picking it up again to make a float plane. And then I don't know. There you go. Do you notice half the float plane chat is staff right now? I think Tynan's in there. It looks like Jake from Labs is in there. I see AJ in there. Uh, Dan, Dan, are you in there? And in... yeah, I'm not a mod. Apparently. You're not a mod. Okay, we should probably get that all message, sorted out. Um, like, don't, message. Don't you guys have Joey. like other things to do? <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh, it's almost 10 p.m. <laughs> Joe's Joe's hanging out. It's the only way we can find things out about the company. So it's like this is our our weekly newsletter. <laughs> Oh hey, we're starting this thing called Labs. Hey, it's look, like, we oh. can't we canceled Labs. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't cancel we didn't cancel Labs. We didn't cancel Labs. Yeah. Change the I name. didn't know there was a Christmas party. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. All right. Um Oh, yeah. I had a couple of questions from people in Floatplane chat though. I was having mm. a look at it. Um I was asked about the Logitech Brio scandal that random Frank P posted about. I have not had a chance to watch the video. But it sounds like it's something pretty sketchy, so you guys should go check that out. Or, I don't know, maybe it's 
a bad video, probably isn't a bad video. So yeah, you guys should go check that out. It comes right on the heels of, I actually had asked for this to be included in the WAN show doc this week, but it's not here. It comes on the heels of us finding out Logitech was being kind of sketchy about user reviews of their cloud gaming device. So what happened after the show was it was found that my positive review with lots of stars went through no problem so it was reviewed and ultimately was submitted to the site or was posted on the site and my more balanced uh two-star review was not posted so whatever curation process was taking place we demonstrated that more stars were going through and less stars were not which really raises a lot of questions about Logitech's transparency and the way that they curate user reviews on their site because they're not really useful if they're just only positive, are they? Um, then, then what happened is all of the reviews were wiped except for my two-star review for a bit. Then, like the next day, all the reviews were pulled and they formally said, oh, we're not putting reviews on this page because this thing isn't even out yet. Fishy. Yeah, that doesn't really like fix the problem. No. And you haven't really addressed what you guys are doing Not at all. with reviews on other product pages, for example. One quick thing, just because I think there's some of this happening right now. If you if you are staff and you want the staff flag in full plane chat, email support at fullplane.com from your official work email. That is the only way to do it. I just used Linus's account. Oh no. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, no, we don't. It's not actually that. my account. It's the like, we don't main use the channel account. Yeah, account. Yeah. Yeah, the name the in chat account. though is just Linus, so everyone always thinks it's you. Yeah, which I is know. also a problem. That's very problematic. Yes. More merch messages. Uh, Razor apparently also has a competitor to it. So what? I guess that's something. What? Yeah, I don't know, but they're really focused on like cellular. So. So expensive. And worse in every way. <laughs> Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah. I like Ars Technica's uh, headline here. Razer is making a streaming-focused handheld console for some reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's super legit. <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. I like it. Uh, Frank's uh, video title is SPICY. What is it? Logitech is lying in all caps to us. To us. Woo! Woo! I gotta watch that. That's interesting. Okay, you want another one? Uh, what product has the highest margins on the LTT store so I know what to buy next? <laughs> also, will you have 4XL hoodies, t-shirts for us bigger folks in the future? Uh, yes, we will. We are working on that. Uh, I know it's taking longer than we'd like, but we are working on it. Now that we've got our big like 50,000 t-shirt order of the standard sizes, we can turn our attention to our extended sizes. We want to do Husky Boy, Lanky Boy, smaller and bigger. So that's, that's a goal. I know I've been talking about it a long time, but it's taken us a long time to get our own shirt lengths going. They're really good, though. I'm really happy with them, mm -hmm. but it takes time. Um, as for what product has the highest margins, uh, you can buy gift cards and then never redeem them. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's Genius. true. Genius. Um, Cut them up. If you just want to send a donation, hey, we're more than happy to take it. And then if you ever change your mind, you can buy something on the store. Win-win. That's fair enough. Uh, someone in chat said, uh, this might be more for the Asian market. My family is from Taiwan and they primarily use cellular data even for home stream and computers. And um, I have heard of that. Okay. But, like, for gaming? 
Yeah. This is a thing. I've heard of this before. But like multiplayer gaming? It. Yeah. It's totally a thing. I mean, Some are your people latencies even just... have like cell boosters and stuff and their their cell setups there are just like better than what we have. Yeah, I mean, maybe Which if... makes sense population density yeah. tiny island versus Canada. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not into it, but like yeah. maybe that's why Razer's doing it. I don't know. They do have the like actual in location Razer store in Taiwan, stuff like that. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed the video, Solar Daddy. Watch the fight video. Mm. Says it's uh incredible, most underrated video this year. It's good. Heck yeah. By the way, there were a couple things I had intended to reply to last week. I put them in a notepad doc here. Captain said, said, are you going to do a 2022 update on how you guys make money? I was thinking about it. I felt like it might be a little soon, but it's I, changed a lot. It still feels like it's soon, even though it's changed a lot. Yeah, but it's changed a lot. Like it's really different. So I don't know if people, if I, if the idea of the series is that people know how we make money right now, they don't. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. Um, and then Nipless Cage uh, <laughs> said, seriously, though, if you want a chance to get on the merch message list, you have to buy early, but you don't get the deals till the middle of the stream. I hate it. That's not true. It doesn't matter when you buy. It, you're selected based on what the producer curation. decides to curate. And all the curated ones we do do. A lot of questions that don't get curated might be really good, but we might have answered them last week. Yeah, and so you might just get a text reply and it might show up down here. So you just got to kind of watch for it. Sorry, yeah. we're doing our best with it. Or we get like 40 at the same time and I fat finger gotta one of them. Got to pick one of them or that. Yeah, they which is appear. why we like yeah. merch messages so much because then if we don't reply to it, at least you get your order in the mail. Yeah. Uh, last one, I guess. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is from Bill. Hovercraft.com, a project startup from LMG like Floatplane, but instead of video streaming, it's a cloud gaming service. Maybe start off with retro or public domain games first, then AAA games. How did this get curated? No. It wasn't me. That was me. Linus. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. You're going to blame me. I don't want more insanely difficult projects. I would I would like some uh, some some softballs for the development team. You could you could get a real CDN like Azure. Yeah, let's let's take a an absolutely minuscule sized team and make one of the hardest possible things you can do on the internet. And also, let's not use the cloud services because those are expensive but hey, and they restrict you. <laughs> at least we won't cancel it. That's true. That <laughs> we're still around. <laughs> cancel it when float plane goes under. Never. <laughs> it can't sink. It's in the name. <laughs> I don't could flip over. Um, nope. You put all the all the CDN weight on one side. <laughs> Hardware costs on the same side. <laughs> Development costs on the other side. Okay, it's balanced. We're fine. <laughs> okay, there's two more. We might as well just do them. Anonymous asks, would you happen to know why NVIDIA is charging so much in Australia? The 4090 converts uh, from USD to 2,400 Australian dollars, but it's actually 2,900. So it's a combination of things. It's resellers taking advantage of that Australians are used to paying more for things and taking more margin in all likelihood. Whether that's distributors, whether that's the actual retailers, I couldn't tell you, but I, I, I pretty much guarantee you there's some of that happening. And then NVIDIA is probably playing that game too. Um, a lot of the time... Isn't there also like import taxes? There can also be import taxes and tariffs that are not the fault of the manufacturers. So it could be some combination of those three would be my best guess. 
I'm going to archive that now. And finally, Tyler D. asks, y'all mentioned dev jobs earlier. Are you interested in newer graduates? I have over a year of dev experience and think working with you guys is a dream job. Well, it's harder than you think, for one thing. We're not like this fun all the time. We're not actually really taking any applications right now. I do have a position on the team now that is is supposed to be more of a transitionary transitionary position, which is a junior position. The idea is that you you come in, work as a junior, eventually we we push you forward onto other projects and then the next person comes into that slot. Um, but the person filling that position is newly in that position. So this is amazing. have to wait some time. Uh, Jake Jake from the lab is uh is is particularly passionate about Stadia. I don't think he was in the chat while we were discussing it earlier, but he's like, as someone who tested Stadia extensively, it had the absolute, without question, best platform technology-wise. And you know what? That's that's a super good point, but it doesn't it's Google, man. Yeah, the trust isn't there. Yeah, just that. It does. It sucks. It, it sucks they did this. They I built can, something really cool, and then we're like, lol, forget it. I completely believe them. As far as my understanding went, the tech was fantastic. The problem is that, like, the, the Red Dead, player 6,000 hours into Red Dead and it's gone yeah. now. Yeah, You sucks. can't trust them with this type of stuff. Yeah. Like we never at any point said Stadia was bad tech, you know? And so I get why people are so frustrated and, and passionate about it. It's just Google doing Google things, man. It sucks. And I think that's pretty much it for the show today. It's gotta be. Thanks for watching. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. I'm going to bed. Bye. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to do this, right? No. Or can I do it? Because there's no thing, right? There's oh, nothing so then you, you, you could, yeah, I guess. Could. But you might as well just do it through here and get used to it. Because that's fine, how you're supposed fine, to do fine, it. Fine, 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 fine. Oh, I'm or supposed to do it from in here. Oh, there's an incoming it. one. Holy oh, cats, no. you guys are still going mad props. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to run it. Archive. I'm going to run it. No, I archived I'm it. running it. Run it. Oh, God. Oh, there was one. Thanks, Adam H. Oh, yeah, because that's not how the queue works. I don't know. What, yeah, what so we always have to run it through here. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm sorry, Conrad. I'm just tired, okay? <laughs> okay, look. Okay. I'm not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to Conrad. Yeah, nobody's sorry to you. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> uh, it's the compressors, isn't it? <laughs> all right, good night, y'all. Bye.